Hello and welcome to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew. Let's go around the table, introduce the players and the characters they play. To my right is... Angela, and I play Abella, and I've had a gummy bear. That's spicy. Why do people make spicy gummy bears? It's weird. Why does this exist? I never got the whole, I taste nasty as a defense mechanism for eating because by the point you get to the eating them part. Well, I won't eat your friend then. They normally have tails and stuff, don't they? So they get the tail and then they... Or they bite down and go, and you go, oh, I've been bit a bunch and run away. No, a tiger bit me, but I'll be fine. Hi, I'm Karen. I play Ryland Westfall, a dragonborn battlemaster. Um, and I am totally fine with my body being donated to explosive research in the event of my demise. It'd be fun last thing to do, being blown up. Josh, you could watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, long- I, I, I'm, down, I'm down for the Viking funeral myself. It'd be like the yeah. old joke. I've even got the boat ready. Like, it's in the back garden. I'm float. Oh, I don't intend to float. I'm going to do it in the... Just get some pallets. I always used to joke. Get a bunch of pallets. <laughs> get a bunch of pallets. Build tie this, me on it. No, wash it. Like my, my, uh, my fucking... Uh, my paddling pool. That's big enough. Good <laughs> G'day. Uh, name's Josh. And uh, today I'm playing Scan Philspa. You're mission the whistle. <laughs> oh, oh I, did, I wasn't going for someone specific. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Scan Philspa. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and his May little dragon excused, boy. please. <laughs> and his little dragon boy. Oh, there you go, Josh. Apparently the uh, accent works. Oh, it's it's, uh, it's doing it for you, is it, love? No. <laughs> I don't even I'm know gonna... who I'm impersonating. Uh, I need to go pack my bags <laughs> and leave. Like an old, you like, take a swig of the Stuart bush side <laughs> character. There you go. Hi, my name's Tristan, and I play Charlie. The name's Roughhouse. Rough by name, oh, rough yeah. by nature. <laughs> rough you by like name, to play rough? rough my house. <laughs> <laughs> I am not roughing your house. <laughs> oh my God. No, I rough the houses. <laughs> get on with it! <laughs> what she said. Yes, get on yeah, with it. Yeah, please. Uh, my name's Tom. I am your sound recordist. I am playing Nezor Valgulis, the bard, and I am currently on negative three health. Nezor, you are currently in a space that could be described as infinite. That's awful. You conceive of your consciousness as an apparition floating through endless nothingness until you see before you the outline of what appears to be an archway. You pass through it. I was about to say, do I have any agency here or is this just like... No, this is what you see. Okay. And you wake up. You're in your bed, in your bedroom. Which bedroom? Your bedroom. The one that you grew up in. Oh. And you hear the sound of your grandmother cooking downstairs. What do you do? Yeah, like the smell of that, I'd wake up and go downstairs. Sounds amazing. As you move through your bedroom, it's more like the thought of movement is enough to get you to the door. It's it's that sort of weird, trippy dream movement where like, you're like, I'm going to go to this room, and then you just sort of... Yeah, am I, like, aware of the fact that it's like this, or is it just, yes. like, having... Yeah, okay. No, it's very strange. Like, this Do is... I remember what's just happened as well? Uh, yeah, you have some conception of what's happened. It's a bit murky. It's almost like it's slowly sort of ebbing from you, like the yeah. memories of your life. It's, it's not a strong conception, but it's there. You appear in the kitchen, which is this um, halfling style. It's very open. And you see your grandmother working at the basin, 
She doesn't seem to notice you, but as she turns, it's almost like the memory of her disappears and she fades into nothing. You know for a fact that your grandmother is dead. Yeah, that's why it's weird. <laughs> there are other reasons this is weird. Yeah, like, yeah but like, like if it was a dream, I would have expected like other people to be around. Like my sisters and such. Yeah. Um, but like they're... Like that's where they would have been in the morning. You do see people outside of the house. Anyone I recognise? No, just people. Almost like if you had bad eyesight and you didn't have your glasses, sort of just blurry shapes. Right, so like that street. one episode of Doctor Who where the dead people came back. You right, definitely so like, know there are people out there. But there, why don't you tell there us are people p- out there and like... Because I was at like the end of a cul-de-sac. Yep. So like being people out in the street isn't normal. And the fact that there's no one else either in the kitchen or in, like, that main living area because it's that kind of big open-style house. Like, I would have a... Actually, like, that's a really quick... good point. Let's describe what your house was like. Yeah, like, it's that, like, almost Roman-style, Greco-Roman architecture where it's, you know, archways and pillars and just bigger, almost like there's a central open area, then central living areas, and then, like, corners and stuff of rooms. Like, mm. not great with architecture, but that's kind of... How no, it makes sense to me. A lot of it's quite open, like yeah. even to the air, like even to the sky. Yeah, like there'll, there'll definitely be stuff like that near the kitchen, like not in the kitchen, but so it's sort of, I guess, to use a visual reference, kind of like like something from is it Sunspear in yeah, yeah so it's like that kind of oh, really yeah. open yeah, yeah. space, yeah, um, which is good because actually yeah. kind of is equative style of yeah. architecture. Um, yeah, so like I'd very easily be able to like duck my head into like where we would have played music and where we would have, like, like the, the kitchen and, like, the table area and stuff. You're and, sort like, of flitting no, from no these one, places. Yeah, like, no one's there. No, but the, 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 the objects are there, the things are there, but, like, they're odd. It's like you almost go to pick it up and like, it's in your hand and then you can play it, but then you finish the song and it's... You have these experiences in, like, microseconds. Like, all the objects? So, like, my stuff would be there, yeah. sister stuff's there, grandma's stuff's there. Yeah, it's, it doesn't... Like, like, is it... The stuff that would have been there when I left or the stuff that had always been there throughout the years? So, like, Grandma died, we put her shit away. Is that stuff then back Those out? stuff is there too. Okay. Yeah. It's um, it's an odd expression uh, yeah. of, of a space. It's almost like it doesn't... It feels very Things, much like a stage. There, there's more stuff there than that would actually yeah. make sense to be there. It's also like, you know, you go into this place and then you go, oh, I need to go to this other room, but the room doesn't connect yeah. contiguously, but you're there. It's, yeah. It, it doesn't have... It's not a Euclidean kind of shape that you're dealing yeah. with. It's just thought seems to provide you a location. At some point, the curiosity of what's outside would have just, I'm assuming, like flitted me yeah. out there. And you're standing in the street, and you see these these figures walking through. Are they still figures? Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit more defined now, but you're not getting enough of their faces. It's sort of just like general shape. And is it the same street, or is it now like a generic street? Because Well, the minute you have that thought of like, is this the same street, it kind of melds into yeah. something that's recognisable, but it's not quite there. Right. And then you hear a, hey, psst, over here. Hey. Do I recognise that voice? You turn to look at it and you see Gorgeous George. Well, that's horrifying. He's, he's horrifying. He's a very ugly man. Well, <laughs> halfling. Yeah. And he's in a, a um, an alleyway and he's like, get over here, come on. Alright, yeah, flit over there. Yeah, again, it's that sort of thing. It's like, hey, I didn't think you could do this. I'm, I'm impressed. I, I do what? Well, you're, you're not dead, but you're where the dead are. Nope. Okay. 
All right, so I want to know more about that, but how do you know I'm not dead? Like last I remember. Because you've got a form. A, a sh- have you noticed those other folk? They don't, they don't really look like people, do they? Yeah, but what about you? I, I mean, I guess you could kind of say I, I broke out. But it wasn't hard. It's not like it's, uh, it's not exactly an orderly paradise, as you might have gathered. Things have got a little crazy up here ever since, you know, you did the whole thing with the... Wait, you know about that? Oh, yeah. No, I've been watching uh, The Champ for a while now. All right, so, been so pretty... what, what's happening up here then? Cause... Well, all I know is there's these feathered bitches that go around and they're rounding up all the dead folk that have uh, left their, I guess you call them jars, big jam jars. Anyway, sure. this, this, isn't, this ain't important. This ain't important. I need you to give a message to the champ. Right. If I get back, yeah. I, well, you ain't dead yet unless you do something to piss them off, I guess, when they finally find you. Yeah. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you this real quick. A lot of that going around. Focus up here. Yep. All right? You tell him I'm worried about him. He's getting angry for no good reason, and I know he's upset. And yeah. I, this is real important. you got to tell him. He's got to stop blaming himself. He didn't kill me. I got me killed. Okay. I'd, I'd like to say he's working through it in his own way, but I guess no, no, he's you'd, not. You'd he's falling apart. He might be putting on a big, strong face, but I know the guy. I don't know if you should tell him this, but if he really wants to know who's responsible for killing me, tell him it was that bastard Maxim. Maxim Corbulo, the guy who runs the Maison du Champion. Right? The big boxing ring fella. That's the person? Yep. Sure. sure All right? Sure, 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 sure. Now listen, listen, this is real important. The reason, the reason he killed me is because I tried to get the champ out of the deal. I saw the way he was acting around you. He, he had a purpose. You know, ever since he lost that fight with Jack the first time, been trying to, you know... Re-energize? Yeah. And he had a bit of that. But then he started hanging out with you guys. And I tried to get him out. Maxim didn't want that. He wanted the contract. I wouldn't give it to him. So yep. he got those two goons to take me out to an alley and kill me. They weren't exactly small-time goons. No, no. He's a big player. Okay. That's worrying. Yeah. Listen, you gotta tell him. He's gotta stop beating himself up. Stop beating other people up. Yeah, and stop beating other people up. Oh, no. Stop <laughs> doing that. All right, all right. Okay? Stop beating me. Oh, fuck. There's one of those. All right, I'll catch you later. And he just disappears into the shadows. Yeah. And you hear the sound of wings touching yeah. down. Blood up, blood up, blood up. And whisper is standing before you. And she does not look good. She is missing half of her face. And her wing looks like it's already looked like it was dying because it sort of had those yeah, scales yeah, on her yeah, teeth, yeah. but the feathers are sort of like falling out. She looks like she's taken a really big pummeling. Yeah. And she has at her side this black iron lantern and it has a blown black glass sphere held inside cool. but it glows with a sickly green and you can sort of see cool. something inside it and she goes cool. you are here yeah I feel like I shouldn't be I'm not like so weirded out by you now don't know if that's like a thing of being here or just like after that last thing she doesn't quite know how to respond she just sort of stares at you and goes you live still but not for long I owe unto you a boon. I can return you to the land of the living. Yeah. Back in the bank. That doesn't seem like that went... Like, like you won, yeah, but... You're not sure if she smiles, but she sort of 
like, because part, part of her face is missing, but she sort of just has, like, an uptick of the, the mouth, and she goes, Yes, and in this matter, you have aided me greatly. My lady commands me to rein in the restless dead, but I am forbidden from interacting with the physical realm. When you released that thing from its cage, I was able to complete my task, and thus the owed favor. So, your promised question, and then we shall return to the land of the living. I've always just kind of been searching for stories and music and tales and never in the search of fame but like always wanting to find the stuff that people should know so I guess how can I find stories that connect people and inspire people and not change the world in the way a king or queen changes the world but change people's perception of what can and can't be done, give hope and drown sorrows, and there's only so much you can learn in books. You seek story and song. If it is this knowledge you seek, I can provide you with a way to commune with the dead. But be warned, it is not a power granted but a path trod. Right. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say your kind of duties are somewhat similar to that path. I'd be tied to your patron, to you, to, to do your work. Our duties are many and multifaceted. But if you wish to walk the path of bones, I will vouchsafe your path with the lady. Oh, that's a big decision. Even, even just her like saying all this stuff, I'm just like stunned. Like, it, it's like warlocks aren't, from my understanding, much of a thing. You've never met one. You've not really even heard of them. Yeah, like so. I like I'm, much I'm, less people who serve Lady of Bones. Yeah, she doesn't have an official church. Like, like to me, it's like this is a cleric thing. This would be cool, but Whisper will then say, "If you wish it, Lezor of Valgor, I shall teach unto you the first step of the path of bones." Once you have indebted yourself to the lady, power will course through your veins. Right, yeah, debt and tenants sound not terrible. I've never been ultra-religious, so I'm a little bit wary, but you'd obviously know that, so please keep talking. Few, if any, mortals ever walk the path of bones. It is a great honour and obligation. But in you I see an affinity with the lady. 
It expresses itself in your manner, your goals, and the way you dress. Yeah. Did just call you an emo? Fair call. You would it's understand, Dad. It's called emo. She then looks at you and goes, So, Nezoro Falgor, ask your question. How do I tell the stories that the world needs to hear to change? To walk the path of bones, you must understand an aspect of its purpose. The secrets of the dead remain the dead's. To initiate your pact with the lady, you must hold in the hollow of your soul a secret of significance. It cannot be a paltry matter. It must, in its own way, be capable of shaking the foundations of a world, whether for one or for many. This secret must be yours to bear, and you must never tell another soul. The next step on the path is to help another pass from one world to the next. Ease the pain of someone who is dying. Give them the gift of death. Lastly, having both carried a secret and a soul, you must yourself seek audience with the lady and render yourself for judgment. If you seek her power, you must die. Nezor of Valgur. Die and risk a journey of no return. So I can I can talk to the dead, I can hear their stories, but I can't always tell them. As you traverse the path of bones, you will come to understand what secrets must be kept and what can be told as allegory, song and story but your oath secret the secret you keep must never be told to do so would breach the pact right that's just the one secret yes that's worth it our lady does not merely give power without consequence Nezor of Agur nothing comes without a price, and the price that will be demanded of you is that you must seek out the scourge of undeath and vanquish it, shepherd lost souls, and follow any command given by the lady. Gonna be honest, hunting out undead probably would have done anyway. They are an abomination. Yep. But also kind of cool. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay, I'm with you. You will not suffer the undead to live on. And she lifts the lantern to your head and goes, And should you encounter such beings of power as this, 
We must smite them and send them a caterwauling to the next world to face judgment. Alright, I don't know if I'm powerful enough even with what you're saying to deal with them. If you did not have the potential to destroy beings such as this, the offer would not be made. Look, I'm not saying I like killing people, but it's happened, so... <laughs> Killing someone almost happened before. I'm sure I can do it. I couldn't. You can't. You know, you've got a friend who will. <laughs> couldn't do it last time. I'm gonna wait for that plane <laughs> or whatever that is. Probably a plane. Probably a police helicopter. To be honest. Yeah. So many police around. Right. So just Tom. Like, yeah. My thought is straight up. She's like, George is like, hey, here's this secret. And then she's like, hey, you have to keep a secret. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't want to keep that secret. That's the secret you shouldn't keep. Yeah, yeah. That's one you should tell. But at the same time, like asking for a different secret when she probably knows that I know that secret might not look good to the Lady of Bones. It is entirely quantitative. It basically needs to be a secret yeah. that is of enough significance that it could literally send someone down a different path or send a nation down a different path. If you know something... Yeah, you already know a couple of things that not very many people know. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Like, does it have to be one that he's the only person who knows it? The whole point, and this is... Yeah, you would kind of you're know, the bearer of the secret. Yeah. The kind of thing that I'm trying to get across to you is like, the Lady of Bones is about death and about knowledge and secrets. She hoards the secrets of the dead. Yeah. And she only gives the ability to seek to to be able to elicit those secrets to a select few. Yeah. Like that's the out of game canon for her. Um, it's why not many people worship her because she does not allow worship. But she does really recognise that she maybe has to have agents that operate in the world, much like the Fury has the Paladins or Paladin Order, much like the Traveller has those clerics that wander around. There's a lot of different people that do different things, and this seems to be her her thing. Yeah. It's just a bit weird. Um, Judge not. Yeah. Alright, so I guess the only thing that I'm currently caught up on is the secret. Now, you're saying I have to hold a secret. You must bear a secret, your earth bond. I guess, would you know if I know a secret good enough for that already? Uh, she says, The secret must reflect the significance of the power you seek. Right. See, I worry I don't know anything that big. I guess what I'm asking is how big... How big does this have to be? That is up to you to decide. But be warned, Nezor of Angur. The secret must be weighed against the duties you seek. Do I get to go seek a secret now? Or do I have to agree to this now with whatever secrets I know? You stand at the threshold, Nezor of Agur. When it is right to take the first step is up to you. But to find the path, you must have a guide. A final warning. To approach the lady is to court death itself. She is unforgiving, but gives a fair ear to all. You must be prepared. Yeah, George did say bird people. George. Yeah, he's a friend of... 
friend, friend of a friend who who died, and he he, he kind of ran ran into me in here. And gave you a secret about who killed him. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm trying to get out of that so I can tell you. Well, also, in fairness, do like George wasn't sure if he should if he should even tell you. um, And I and he he wants you to help set Charlie's mind right. I don't know that knowing who killed George is going to help Charlie feel better. That's true. He told you who killed him, but he also gave you a message for Charlie. Those are not the same thing. Yeah, you could keep the secret about. Child, yeah. who, uh, who, who killed George? Yeah. Um, and not. So you and tell, yeah. give, relay the rest Re- of them. Relay the rest of the message. That's yeah. not yeah. like yeah. that's yeah. not that's not heavy. That would be acceptable. That's, yeah. She looks at you expectantly. George did tell me something, and well, I guess he told me two things. They're not quite intertwined. There's one part of it that is would would. Not send someone down a different path, but stop their path, and another one that would send them shooting down the path that they might be going on. So, is it a one or the other kind of situation? The secret is yours to choose, Nizel of Vagur. The only requirement is you never tell another soul. Alright, I think I can... I think I... Ready. I'm ready. Do you, Nezor of Agur, pledge eternal service to the Lady of Bones? Yes. She oh. sticks her hand into your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Do I feel it? You feel it clasped around your heart. Yeah, that's where I kind of expect And you feel... <laughs> burning pain oh, I wasn't ready in the blood through your entire body and then you see her extract from you another one of these black lanterns oh that's cool do I get it do you feel like you're having a heart attack yeah uh, but I want the lantern and <laughs> I then, see the lantern and I'm like fuck yeah you're like yeah oh, this is great oh, <laughs> I'm dying um, regrettable uh, she pulls it out, and you see that there is, like, a fire burning inside it. Is there a fire in hers? Uh, no, there is, like, a like the, sickly the green yeah. glow and, like, the faint echo of a skull. Yeah. And she reaches into it, uh, much in the way she reached into your, your chest, and you see the flame turn from, like, this sort of bright amber colour to a blue... And then she extracts her hand and then looks at you again and then forces her hand back into your chest. And she goes, I shall heal you now and return you to your friends. And then she shoves her hand into your forehead and you wake up on the floor. (gasps) The grievous bodily burns that you and electrical damage that you received... Uh, no more. You still look fried, but you don't actually look like your skin has been burned off. Or like anything. Anakin yeah. from Star Wars Episode 3. I hate you! He's on the lower ground. Dude. That was the problem. Yeah, that was a mistake. <sighs> um, shouldn't have done it. Mistake. Yeah, shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Basically, you're on one hit point. I'm on one hit point, yeah. While that happened, you had squished the skull of, I believe, the, the male 
Yeah. It so was. we just killed the other one or knocked her unconscious. The girl was the creepy one. Like the guy yeah. was just a bit of a dick, and he was like, uh, "Nah, they were both." Uh, you walked over to, I the, went guy to the guy. Who was yeah. there. Like, the uncle was like, "Please don't kill my associates." And Scan looks at him dead in the eye and goes, <laughs> "Yeah," and kills one of them with a holy with a, with a, a bless. Yeah, yeah like, so we had a <laughs> he goes. It would seem I underestimated you. Yeah, you did. You're, you're dead currently. <laughs> this is what happened while you were oh. gone. Shut up, dead Nezor. So Uncle looks directly at you, Ryland, and goes, I should have known my mother would have her hooks in you. I should have killed you the second I saw you. Oh, she's your mother. Uh, he takes the mask off that he's been wearing and you see the family resemblance immediately. Like, obviously, I already know that. He looks at him and he goes, It is no matter. The plan is still in motion. Tonight, Bjorn's daughter dies. Oh, <laughs> you are just such a cunt. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to stop it. Okay, great. Can I just... Oh. I, Abel's, like, reading a bow, just like, can we... Can I just... Does anyone object to me? Just no, like... No, you go. Uh, you hear the sound of feet thundering down. They've probably heard, like, the detonations from the fight with the wizards. And you've got maybe 30 seconds to make a choice about what you're going to do. I feel like you're angling for something here. Shall we just take him yeah, as hostage? Not being dead. Yeah, I was going to say right, what we could do is I grab him by the throat, we drag him to the boat, and we take him to his mom. I think. Oh, <laughs> no. Take him to Bjorn. Ooh, oh, actually, that's yes. a good idea. Which no, one would be more fun? More, uh, let's just get him and go, guys, because yeah. we don't have a lot of time. Come on, let's okay. move. Okay, at that, he like flicks his wrist up, and a dagger appears in his hand, and he holds it to his own throat. Or kill ah. yourself. That's fine too. <laughs> that works as well. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Not for it. He goes. You may have killed my bodyguards, but if you think I will tell you who is going to kill the girl, you have another thing coming. I would sooner die. Like if that's what you're aiming. No, go for it. Go for your life, please. Like literally, this is. Now, quickly, uh, come on. I'm here's a factor here. While we're all yelling at him, yeah. can I make an attempt to basically grapple him? Uh, look, this feels like it should be combat, but I kind of like how we're doing this as a like social interaction. So rather than have you roll initiative, let's do a... We will roll uh, an opposed check, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Have I woke it up yet? Uh, yes, actually. I think at the at the flick of the wrist and the knife to the head at the throat and everyone yelling, that's when you wake up, Nezor. Oh, good. <gasps> I would have. I probably would have been going over Nezzle to him. And just, like, okay. Are you alive? So this would be <laughs> what? Uh, so oh, yeah. cool. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so this would be what opposed athletics. Ah, uh, well, if it's a grapple check, then I'm yeah. uh, I'm doing a nineteen. Okay. He can use athletics or acrobatics to defend. All right. Well, he rolled a fourteen on the dice. Yep. Plus three, so 17, he fails. Yep. So Charlie basically would, while we're all like, just kill yourself, get it over yeah. with, come on, ha, ha. Charlie just goes, whoom, grabs his wrist and then puts his other hand around his throat. Yeah. Oh, you don't get out of this that easy, you little worm. And uh, sort of hefts him up off the ground a little bit. Okay. Uh, he is going to make an attack at disadvantage because he's grappled currently. Yep. Uh, that is a one. So Charlie, you're holding the uncle there. He clicks his heel together and... Coming out of the front of his right boot, a small blade emerges and he attempts to stab you in the liver with it. However, he misjudges the kick and misses. 
now that you know it's there, it's actually fairly easy to hold him away from you, uh, but he might get in a kick, and that could be potentially life-threatening. So be careful. Fucking checking out. So um, Scan's next thing yep. um, is he's, while, while, while this business has been going on, he was, like, getting to Nezor's side because he's like... Yep. It's theoretically, technically, I'm the party healer. Um, <laughs> I have, I have better than fucked. you. You just have more than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I create ten good berries. Um, and yeah, and then I wake up. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you can still eat ten good berries. And <laughs> he goes, <laughs> and then you pull the berries <laughs> into I his mouth. Five of them into your mouth. <laughs> and Rowling's just over here, kind of. <laughs> but um, I pour five I... of them into your mouth, and then as I walk over, I go. Hey, and all that five to you. I would imagine Rylan would be like very stoic about the Tanking fact that her away. stomach's hanging. And literally like, have like, a single hit. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd still be like, no, it's fine. <laughs> Fuck you all. Okay. Not bleeding out. Yeah. So Nezor, just uh, so you're aware, in your hand, you weren't aware of this uh, after until after the good berries were inserted in you. In your hand is a small right? lantern. You're not holding the rim of it, the ring of it. Oh, that's cool. It could fix to your belt. Can it go in a pocket? Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, but who's got pockets? Mm. He's got a hundred of the pockets. <laughs> I know he's got a hundred pockets. I'm yeah. sure they're all full of various base nah. Can I Eldritch Blast, Uncle? No, you do not have that currently. This is, <laughs> this is, if you will, like your receipt. Yeah, no, I've still, I've still got the other things, yeah, yeah. to do. And which is going to be an interesting conversation if you go like, hey, yeah, no, I'm, I'm working for this god that's got, like, secrets and stuff. Check out this cool thing I got. Yeah, not sure. Not sh- it's, okay. it's, it's straight in the pocket, and hopefully Scan didn't see it yet. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a lantern. It's real small. It's in one of my pockets. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, shall we leave while I've got this guy? I, I probably did spot it. Yeah, um, I, I'm not hiding it. I'm just yeah. Like, I rolled a twenty-three. Yeah, um, but, but I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't know. Like, does it look special or magical? Looks it's like a, it's a tiny black lantern. Like, it's definitely. It's got. Has it's it got the probably. Flame? He probably thinks. Like just one of the one weird, of his yeah. weird midnight like things. Like he, he was on the verge of death, and he's just like, hold it, yeah. He's like, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. You look a lot less scorched than I thought you would be. Good, excellent, yeah, Ryland. Here, have some little berries. Um, how do I ingest them? Okay, just eat them and get five. I, I'm speaking as Karen. What do I do? Hit points back. One. Just hit. so you're aware, the footsteps are like. They're going to be on you in probably 15 seconds. Yeah, no, sure. Charlie's Let's yeah, I recommend our swift we... exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the situation with Charlie and the uncle? Sorry, have you uh, got He's him? got him grappled. Um, yeah, so yeah. I use... The, the dude had knives, yes? He had a knife, yeah. Um, I, or, or like I get any spare knives and I use them to... Uh, like I jam them into the floor and then I tap, tap, tap with the, the hammer to sort of block the door so it can't swing open because there's uh, a knife. Yeah, look, uh, you can either make that a flat strength check or survival. Okay, the eleven. <laughs> yeah, that will be enough though. While he's doing it's that, basic I'll, bitch, I, I got my uh, bow and arrow out to point at the uncle. I'll whirl around, so I'm pointing out the door. Uh, yeah, you hear like the bang, 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 bang on the door as they. Don't pretend- come in! I'm having a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. <laughs> happening tonight? Just. Um, I, I don't actually say that. <laughs> So your way of ex- your way of escape is to go down the staircase. Uh, Rylan, she knows the way. Yeah. Yep. I do know the way. As you descend the staircase, you are relieved to see that there is a single bobbing boat that could easily fit you all in it, moored at the base of the staircase. 
I'll help Charlie with the guy on the boat. Charlie would be like, yeah. could you take the knife out of his hand and also take his shoes? You might like those shoes. They've got blades in them. Uh, if you get Does close, his shoes have blades in yes, them? Yes, he has a boot <laughs> blade that he tried to kick it. He tried to kick Charlie with it and Charlie like, well, dodged it. Well, fuck then. What were you about to say, though? I was going to say, if you try to get close to him, he will try to kill you. <laughs> That's fine. I've got him by the throat and one of his hands. Yeah. So he'll be a disadvantage. Is yeah. his knife in the... We take the knife in which hand? Yeah, that's what I said. Which hand is his knife in? Uh, right hand. The one, yeah, that I've... The grappled one? Yeah. Yes, the grappled hand that is currently being... No, just take his, take his knife on. That's fucking easy. Yep, okay. I don't know how he's going to make an attack. He's going to be like... He's going to attack with this boot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, he rolled a 19 versus AC. Fucking... He's at disadvantage. I did that was a disadvantage. Oh, oh, shit. I rolled a 19 and a 15. Mm. So 16, but I'm fucking getting those goddamn boots and might chop it off while I'm there. I don't give a fuck. Uh, you take a five points of damage. And he flicks his leg out and cuts you on your side with the edge of the blade. You motherfucker. I'm going to take your goddamn boots, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry, did you say it was they five are points? way too big for her. Hey? Did he? Hang on, so he did? Oh, we're socks. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, he can said. I make an attack to headbutt him? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. We're not really treating this as a ca- as you are in the boat, right? Because yeah. Scan yeah. is pushing the Good. boat out. Yeah. So yeah. That we're, yeah, we're, we're in the boat. Going. Yeah, so 17 yeah, that beats his AC. plus 8. So, yeah, and Charlie <laughs> just goes, whoa, and breaks his nose. Okay, roll me, like, uh, I guess, a d4 damage. D4, yeah. Yes. Would this be a monk attack for Charlie? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, yeah, it would. His face it, is a monk weapon? Just <laughs> very specifically I says. I think every part of Charlie is a monk weapon. Yeah, like fists, feet, every head, the whole works. Okay, Counts you know what? Yeah, stuff. fine. Let's treat it as a monk attack. Go on. It's only key. I don't care. It, do, it doesn't cost key. No, I know. It's but just but basic I know. attack. I can do it three more times if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I will burn a key it's point not. on this guy's so nose. You're not in combat, so it's not key. Let's get back to the important part. How big are these Seven points of damage. Seven points of damage? To his nose. Okay. He's now got a broken nose. Yeah. And just pissing blood all over his face. Like, ah. um, and quick, his, he's boots. And his boots. His boots could probably fit you. Definitely fit Quine. No. Oh, cute. I'm going to take his boots. I thought Quine would have fucking huge feet. Take his boots after we kill him. He's got a massive also, height. Why would I? That's all. I have questions for you. Could we not? Okay, you not hear now. the door upstairs break. We are on the we're we already are going on the water. Scam is moving the boat. Is this thingy like a rowing type situation? Yeah. Is it like a sailing? It's a rowing type situation. Okay, so some of us has to row. Who's rowing? Scam is. We're already moving. Don't yeah. worry. Okay, great. Charlie. We are actually moving. I'm going to take his boots. <laughs> how many hit points is Ryland on? Six. Six now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm also on six. On okay. Eight. You make it across the cave and exit through the low opening that exists and you can hear behind you the shouts of very, very angry elves as they descend the staircase chasing after you. Those of you who are magically inclined to the party, if you would like, you may make an arcana check. Ooh, arcana check. I'm going to make one anyway. Uh, yeah, anyone may make it. I'm gonna I rolled a five. Fourteen. Seven. Plus two. So I get Six. seven. I'm very focused on these boots. I'm a ranger. Yeah. Uh, ranger That's... sorcerer, my intelligence is not high. That's an 18 to headbutt him again. <laughs> How much damage do you have? Oh. I'm like, Charlie, Charlie, I'm trying to get his boots off. You're jacking him around, Charlie! So that's 11 points of damage. 11 points of damage. Okay, well, since you're trying to get his boots off also, it's still a disadvantage. That's a 9. That is an 11. Why that's that's what she was yeah. trying to do the first time. Yeah, no, he, he no, tried to, to get the knife. Did she get the knife? From his hand or from his boot? No, no, she's, no, she's, she's tried to get the knife from his hand when they kicked her with the boot. Oh, yeah, look, I'm happy to say that he took that, but he's still trying to kick her in the face with the boot as she's sure. trying to remove okay. his shoe. He's being headbutted. <laughs> yeah, 
He's still doing it at disadvantage. He's not unconscious. <laughs> but it's fine. Yes. He didn't kill you. He didn't hit you, even. So, uh... So does she get his boots? I rolled a 14. She gets one, she gets one of them. Um, and, like, I was about to, like, cut... <laughs> the one with a knife in it, presumably. Why? What about the other one? You have to untie the laces... <laughs> He's struggling. It's hard. Yeah. Um, um, and you're also on a boat in a very low ceiling. It's like, why is this? What? So, why is this? What we are actually I focused roll on right now? Slide of hand to get this fucking boot off. Hold I up, because anyone who rolled yeah. over a seven. I was, about to, I was literally about to touch myself and Ryland. We don't need to know what you do in your personal life. Thank you. Set that up. Um, um, and I'm assuming as I do that, I feel some kind of magical something because I rolled well, 14. Uh, did you roll over a 17? Fuck no. Who rolled over a 17? No one. I rolled a 14. I rolled an 18. Okay. But that's that, was, head that was a headbutt. No. It was a magical headbutt. I rolled a 7. No, I'm afraid not. What about a 6? Uh, no. No. What about a 5? Uh, okay. okay. Hang on. Let me roll an arcade note. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. No, no one noticed. So. You feel. Uh, Nezor and Scan, you feel like a little prickling on the back of your neck as you yeah. exit the cave, and you roll the sleight of hand check because you're trying to go get the other boot off. Go on. <laughs> you also hear angry Bashano noises in the cave. What? Um, <laughs> 21. Yeah, you get that sucker off. Do I, do I finally get to touch myself in Ryland? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, we both... crazy. You're not really my type. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Just we, goes I think he'll convert spell, you and he gives casting. you some health back. <laughs> The boots probably fish. Where's my spell costing? It's plus. It's plus seven. They yeah, probably would. Plus seven. I'm gonna try yeah, the boots I'm, on. It's proficiency plus. They're it's a little bit. Yeah, ability plus. Plus. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. So socks from the toes. Yeah, I'm gonna see um, what I have. To we see. both get a D8 plus seven of health points. Oh, sweet. Does he? You roll it. Though, don't I you? roll a four plus seven. So that's eleven. Uh, plus six. maybe. Maybe I, I do roll. Maybe um, him rolling the dice. Potentially, let's see what he rolls on the dice, and then we'll figure that out. A five. There you go. Looking good. Don't fuck and this up. And a three, but that's the other one's yeah. for me, so that's fine. I get a five. You get 12, and I get 10. Woohoo! 18. I'm no longer, will, hopefully, not kill a porn single yeah. bloke. Okay, good stuff. So, uh, Charlie, I need you to make a um, opposed uh, grapple check. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, and scan. He fails. That was a two. <laughs> I rolled scan. a two as he, well. He struggles. But I have a way better stat than he, him. He's he struggling. Like, scan is busy rowing um, and says, uh, 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 he's probably instructed Ryland, who is the only one who's not engaged in being silly. Um, Hang on a second. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm going to headbutt him again. <laughs> so, Ryland, would you mind taking the tiller? I'm going um, to take his socks. Yeah, you take his socks. Ryland, take the tiller. Uh, Nezor, you keep touching yes. people, please. <laughs> How much damage you do, Charlie? 11 points oh. of damage again. What? And, and Scan takes a moment from his rowing to throw you his 50 feet of rope and goes, tie the fucker up. <laughs> Does no, anyone else need touching? Then I've got to let him go. I wouldn't mind being touched. I but need I feel... touching, but I'm just busy with this guy's socks. Yeah. Stay how's still, he, how's you he fucker. Yeah, has, has... Like, how's that face going? Oh, he's, he's... I've moved down to the teeth a little bit. Yeah, no, he's missing teeth. Right. He's bleeding profusely. You're pretty certain one of his eyes is, like... <laughs> Busted. Um, Are you going to behave? Because uh, this he, won't kill you. You can I speak Bashano, right? Yeah. Uh, he but he's calls not. Something very ungentleman. Yankee pig yeah. dog bastard. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Do I have his socks yet? No, but he's going. if you try to take his socks, he's going to kick you. Um, hang on. No, no. Try and tie the fucker up. Hang on. Then take his socks. Hang on. We're in the water. Yeah. I'm going to wash his mouth out. Oh, God. Uh, 
gentlemen, don't speak like that. And then I'm going to put his head <laughs> under the bottom of water <laughs> as we roll along. All right, particularly hard on the oars that time. He did not do well on that either. I got a nine. Yeah, I got a nine on the dice. Yep. So. Uh, he's putting up a pretty good fight. Like, he's not going to... He's a skinny bugger but, yeah. and old. But, but is this... Under the water, and then... What was that? Sorry? Uh, he effectively insinuates that your mother spends most of her time... As soon as he says mother. my mother, yeah. he gets a 23 to the face. Yeah. Tie him up. God's <laughs> sake. Gag him if you must, but tie the bus. Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage? Okay. Rylan's just steering and rolling her eyes. (laughs) My girl is trying to take this guy's socks (laughs) off, and Charlie keeps dunking his head in the river. Yeah. Also, Charlie, please don't do that. You're spoiling the hydroplaning. Oh, um, oh, you saw that. We slow down. I know. I pick up the rope, and I'm like, I should probably just tie this guy up because I need his socks. Yeah, but, you know, but. Um, that was a 19 on okay. the dice. Wait, are you attacking him or are you trying yeah, to... Yeah, headbutt him again. Okay. Because Abella's like, we probably should tie him up. And it's like, you know, yes, you're probably right, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, how much damage do you do? Uh, that's only six. Okay, no worries. Um, he is going to attempt to break the grapple again. Oh, okay. He's not... Ooh, that's not bad. He's at disadvantage, isn't he? Oh, yes, that's his too. That's still not bad. Yes, but it's... Is it 23 good? No, it's 22, though. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. I almost address. didn't get that guy's socks. Yeah. <laughs> he um, would have jumped in the roof. <laughs> I oh, touch Scan while he's rowing, just like, yeah. do good, dude, do good, but also, like, just he gets... Tie 14. the rope around his neck. So that if he does jump out of the boat... I'm no, I'm going to tie the rope around his feet for no, two reasons. tie the rope around his hands, <laughs> behind his back. Then his feet, but, then his middle, and gag the fucker. But, I want his socks. But we we'll gag him with the but, socks. But scan. I put them on my feet. But scan. But scan. Hey, Abella, does a 19 beat your AC? Fuck off. Does it beat your AC? I'm headbutting the guy. It's because yes. you guys are being dumb. Stop being idiots. Also, so tie the this fucker up. Guy. As a note to take it back to seriousness. He's only told us that the daughter's gonna die. We have no idea who's actually trying to kill the daughter. No. We have no idea, but yeah, I feel like we do like have sort of some sort of obligation to... Yeah. Like, like, maybe we should ask him. Oh, that, you know, fair enough. I'm rowing. Abella, <laughs> <laughs> you're 19 not very smart. Like, no. Scan is not the thinker of the grubs. Really? <laughs> yes, sorry. It's in, like, no, I didn't pass. Look, yes, it does. I'm waiting to take damage. I've crossed okay, out my two eight. points of damage in the face. Oh, what? Why? He kicks you in the face. Eight? What? Oh. Tie him Charlie, tie him up. Oi, uncle, who's killing the girl? You'll never know. That's Headbutt why him. I didn't ask. Headbutt him. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no, it's no, it's no, no. point. Hell, there Stop. is no Charlie's point. Charlie's not going to headbutt him. He's not going to headbutt him. He's not going to headbutt him. Charlie's going to kneel on his balls. And that's not going to help either. <laughs> Can we tie him up? I want his socks. Hang on, we're doing it. 21 to nutsack, Neil. Yeah, no, he hit it. He hit I it. kneel on his nutsack. Okay, roll damage. I walked up to him. I'm the sensible one here. So that's, I keep ten po- that's 10 points of damage. Yeah, okay. As I rest my knee on damage. his balls. Yeah, okay, he sits there and he's like, kind of stops moving a little bit and goes, but don't take my knee off. Are we technically fighting? 
<laughs> yep. Just not an initiative. Uh, <laughs> walk up to him. Being <laughs> yeah. And I stared deeply, knowing all the things I know now, into his eyes. Two say, whole extra things. Who's <laughs> killing the girl? Uh, he goes... <laughs> I touch his face in almost like a very sinister way and cast Charm Person. Okay. What does he have to roll? Um, wisdom saving throw does so with advantage um, so against my uh, ability so beat a 15 with wisdom saving throw yeah he rolled a 5 yeah ah. so I look deeper into his eyes yeah and you become his entire scarily. world yep who's killing or this girl and he goes I'm the butler <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> that makes sense the butler the one who had all the gambling debt oh, fuck <sighs> oh what a Dick. Yeah, also, we could have Nezo, 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 can you, can you get him to get those socks? How much do you like those socks? Can he remove his foot from my balls? We'll remove the sock. <laughs> Anything for a good friend. <laughs> and he's red, his face is getting progressively more and more red. It's not just oh, wait, sorry, just to check. Um, we can't until be the spell ends or until your companions do anything harmful to it, so <laughs> I have to like suggest trigger. That okay. Charlie removes I will the... remove my knees from his balls temporarily. Oh. <laughs> Scan still sort of putting his back into the rowing and looks at Charlie as says, tie him up and then perhaps maybe tie help. him up nicely. Oh, very much nicely. We don't well, want to hurt that... this poor guy. Take his socks. No, yes. Tell him to give me his socks. No, um, hang on. I, Does I have, your friend want my socks? I have a better question. Yeah, the guy with the boots. Why was he prepared to kill himself? Um, yeah, why were you so eager to kill yourself? I didn't want you to know who my agent was. But then I didn't realize what good friends I had, so... That's right. true. So we're, we're such good friends. Yes. <laughs> Should we be friends with your mother? I mean, I don't like my mother. I think she's... What, what went Getting down? soft in her senility. Soft? She killed two people. She's, she's a teddy bear. She's oh. very Out of curiosity, scary. how did she kill those? Like, so she was in the corridor and then they they, they were dead. They, they, like, we didn't hear anything. We didn't see anything. There was no noise or whatever. They were alive and, and then, then they, they were, they were dead. dead. How would she have done that? Do you know? Sounds like she used some of her magic. Do you know, like, do you do magic? I know a little bit. <laughs> do, oh. But she's, like, really magical, right? She, right, got, right, she right. got it from my father. Ah. Uh, <sighs> who was your father? <laughs> Her sixth husband. <sighs> Remind me again. She went through the list for me, but I, I, I struggled. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Just, your socks. You're can tying them up. Like, take them off him. He's no, happy. He's going to give them to me. <laughs> I'll give the lady my socks, and he Thank takes you. the socks off. Because it's very kind of you. That we're, This is why we're friends. If your mother's getting soft, we can probably trust her. Trust her? What are you trusting her with? Well, you said we were working for her. I don't know how any of my that, friends could be friends with her. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm not, saying. Should should we be? It, like, Should we keep working for her if she's so awful? If she's soft, can we like use that to our advantage? You uh, seem to be doing that fairly well. She doesn't want... She's completely forgotten why we initially started this entire organization. And uh, why, we, uh, why was that? The just, fathers. Yeah. She knows, and he points at Abella. Why did you originally start the 
this organization? <sighs> because of the Erhart sailors who dishonored themselves and our women folk. Ha! Dude, wait. Huh? What? It's kind of a history thing. I know, sure. I don't know it. That's fine. We'll talk to a Do you want me to tell the story to your friends? No, we're going to go sleep together. How long is it going to take us to get to. um... It'll take a little bit. Stan has set course. Charlie is now hopefully helping him. How do my. (laughs) Hopping like Obelix. How do my new boots fit now that I've got the socks to pad them out? This is a very important thing for you, isn't it? I really Um, like these boots. I'm going to get them like. Just so you're aware, only one of them has the knife. Oh, really? Yeah. I did say this. Yeah. But they've got a match. Yeah, yeah you can't make one obvious boot. They're like, what? No, this is a pair of boots. It's not a nice a double boot. Knife Shut boots. up. Click, click. How long does Chum? About an hour. An hour. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk him. to him, yeah. But actually tie him up. Yeah, I'm going to actually tie him up. Yep. Can Scan watch just to make sure it's done well? Charlie, sure. I know, I know Charlie, like, like a sailor. So Charlie, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of like it's a survival. It's normally a survival <laughs> role to, to to do it, and I just it's just a sort of a scan would be making sure to, that it's done is, to his. Are you standards. sure this is entirely necessary, though? Oh, look, it's more for your. It's part of a ruse. It's for your own safety. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know we're very concerned. Yeah, I used to think quite poorly of you, but there's something about the way that you're all. I feel like I'm. We're just friends here. Yeah, yeah. best friends. The way that I. Yeah? Yeah. No, no, but like, I, I trust them too because, yeah, you know. No, but only because I do. So he's tied. Yeah, well, yeah, he's bound. Um, <laughs> while we're chatting. He's like, can someone please help me with the gaping wounds on my face? Oh, we'll do that when we get to the place we're going. It's part of the ruse. Uh, where are we going? <clears throat> Over for a boot ride. And then Charlie literally turns his back to him and starts rolling. And what he's was that story scan. we were going to tell everyone? Oh, you would know this. Yes, but you're such a better storyteller. Is he in the, is I he know in the front because... of the boat or the back of the boat? Uh, where would you like him to be? He's in the bow. Okay. Yeah. That's why we can both have our back to him. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily a good idea, but... But I think you are a much better storyteller. Well, we originally began as a group of citizens who were concerned about the way these foreign sailors were treating our people. Over time, that changed to protecting our people against the threat of our overlords. And with the downfall of the kingdoms, the fathers grew and took care of problems that others would not, and grew to the organization that we are today. How did you go from, like, Oh, that's sucky what they did to organized crime. It doesn't seem like a logical leap for me. Um, so apart from the fact that, you know, I kind of <laughs> cut you in the back. Sorry about that. Um, why were you so determined to kill me? Is it just because oh, yeah. I'm from Earhart or did I do something specifically to well, piss you off? Partially that. I, I have to be honest, I'm not sure why I'm fine telling to Earhart this but I mean mm. I suppose if well I'm strange the good one. that's your cross to bear I don't give a shit your friend is rude yes he does he's, he's a bit angry uh, he's that's all I don't need you to apologize he's, he's to me, going through, for me he's going through some things but don't apologize for me breakfast ruiner <laughs> that is fair she is a breakfast while ruiner while we're doing this um, Nezzle can you do that healing thing uh, don't worry I got you covered I kept getting I was about to say it's like oh man I got so many spell slots no, I, I kept I, getting kicked I, in the I, face I, I, so. I, I get some berries out of my pocket and sort of blow on them and then give them to you yeah. he goes well if you have to know why we are the way we are it's because we found that you can only really trust elves at the end of the day that's why 
We don't truck really with half breeds, and no offense. No offense to you. Which one are you looking at? Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, yo, right here. I don't have enough dealings with Dragonborn to really know what it is, but if you're Erhart, you're already bad news, and um, well. In my defense, you did try to kill me. We offered you a job, and you refused to take it. It was partially the fact that you're Erhart, but I was willing to overlook that if it meant we could kickstart the glorious revolution here. She's really not that Erhart. I'm really Sounds not. Erhart to me. Was allowed in and out of their grounds. Yeah, you know the occupier is from the far north, right? He's not. Yes, the idiot. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, the one that's captured in a boat with a smashed up face. That idiot. <laughs> no, I'm no, no, really no, not no. liking your friends very much. That's all right. I forgive him for being an idiot. Well, I suppose if you forgive him, I should forgive him. <laughs> I like fist fight. I don't like what he's saying. <laughs> anyway, if you, if, you, if you have to know, my mother was seeing one of the boys who started the fathers. Holy shit. How old is she? <laughs> Because she's looking damn fine. So elves live a long time. You know this, yes? But she's getting soft. She's willing to accept foreigners in our cities. She's willing to maintain the status quo. I, my only my only sort of note to you on that would be the number of Bashan are going to die. I mean, you think this is... I also note that, you know, you say you can trust elves. There's a lot of elves in the occupying force. They're traitors. They'll be hung. Oh, okay. Maybe she's Slip just their gizzards. Wise. Or possibly we'll subject them to castigation. Who knows? Gizzards? Are elves chickens? What it's are you an expression. talking about? Everyone has gizzards. gizzards. No, I don't have gizzards. Chickens have gi- A gizzard is a tube from your mouth right to your, your butt. Your friend doesn't seem just... to understand metaphors. No, he's more of a... It's <laughs> Oh my god, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. I don't know if this makes me Star-Lord or not. Nothing (laughs) would get over my head. My reflexes are too quick. I will catch it. (laughs) Your rocket. While we've gone on on a tangent, how many health do I get back from the good berries? Ten. Ten. Yes! Flat ten. Sixteen! Ten berries and you get get one per berry. Um, So... Does that make me a Gamora? I feel like it does. Hell yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because she's totally not into Star Lord. Uh, I'm Groot. <laughs> you are Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. You are Groot. I we am Groot. Are Groot. No, she is Groot. I'm Groot. <laughs> anyway, now we've worked out our assignment. <laughs> I'm okay uh, with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think anyone would be. Uh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> if you need any pushback, so just go with it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, I'm um, the idiot. The <laughs> 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 murderous idiot who sometimes gets shit right. But you're also really sexy and have questions. And have daddy list. issues apparently as Boom. well. Yeah, I, I always forget that Nebula is Karen Gillan. Like yeah. that, every yeah. so often just blows. We're going my mind. on a tangent. Anyway, uh, I'm Groot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Groot Virginia. wants his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so she's soft. She's willing to accept the invader and welcome him into her home. I get more the feeling. agree with her. About she's this. wise in her old age. She's getting senile in her old age. That's what's going on. You're getting tied up in your young age. That's a hurtful thing to say. Have you ever hurt? No, it's not hurt, friends. Yes. No, it won't harm him. Let's let Bjorn do it. (laughs) Have you ever considered that maybe it's best to strike when the enemy's not prepared? But making noise like you do keeps the enemy prepared all the time? It doesn't matter how many elves die in the attempt. The revolution will burn on. No, I think it no, no. does matter. The point is, your mother's still fighting the revolution. She's just doing it in a more 
in a wiser way, as opposed to a way that gets you caught and bound and, you know, like... Are you trying to convince him of this? Hey? Are you trying to convince him? You know what? Why not? Charlie's really not Oh my god, he's gonna stop being a friend. Oh my god. I'm not attacking. He's already tied up and we, need, we know everything we yeah. need to know. I was going to ask him if he has any other weapons on him that I could steal. Have. That's like a friend. total of a seven. Yeah, no, he, you're yeah. not convincing him That's right. of this. Yeah. He just looks at you with a degree of like a disgust and also just incredulity. Sure. Charlie's like, look. Skin rows on yeah. and says, hey, if someone wanted to leave your organization forever, ever, how would they go about <laughs> You can't leave the organization. <laughs> oh, okay, that sounds So you bad. say that, but I feel like at least one person's done it. The only way that you leave this organization is in a casket. Wouldn't it be really horrible if, like, rumors got out about one of the uncles fleeing from the... That would be horrible. You know, like, if, oh, he just got scared and he ran away and was never seen again. Like, he just fled. I don't terror. think that's going to happen. What? The, the rumor getting out? That no, 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 I suspect the uncle might get flayed alive in front of everybody. Possibly, but it depends on whether, you know, Castellan gets a, a hold of him or whether talk. Bjorn gets a hold of him. It's very theoretical interview. Um, <laughs> How far away are you? Do you have any cool weapons on you that you'd like to <laughs> tell me? I'm really interested in weapons. Do you have any on you? Oh, you mean like this one? And he flicks his other arm and oh, the knife me. comes out. Wow, that is so cool. Would you mind showing me? Sure. He, go, he pushes the knife against the side of the boat and you hear a click and then he does it again. That comes out. So is that in your sleeve or in like a little arm bandy type thing? or very Braces inside. Mm, cool. Do you, sorry, do you mind if I take them off for you and just have a look? Is that all right? You can have a look, but I would rather keep my belongings. Thank you very much. I understand you've had to take the knife away because I was trying to kill you. And, and yes. But very reasonable. And, and I would like my boots back at some point. Oh. She's just trying them on. It's I, fine. No, that's fair. That's fair. I can appreciate that. They're Jeez. very well made. I had them... Yeah, uh, I, oh, I, I got them ordered in key. So I'm rowing faster as well. because yeah. You are getting close to the compound. The, the the sun is starting to go down. It is getting close. Sun's getting real low, guys. Uh, yeah, get a light. And uh, <laughs> Bella, do I think... <laughs> yeah, hold up. Yeah. Bella can ask the question, but then I need to talk to Charlie. Um, do you have any other cool weapons on you? Just out of curiosity. Or any other normal weapons? I'm just interested in the stuff oh, you have. Um, and he sort of shifts <laughs> a little bit. Any money? Um, and he he shifts a little bit, and then, like, inside one of his belt loops, there is, like, a small punch dagger hidden behind it. It's, it literally fits between, like... like a, you know, like a knuckle it's duster? A ah, cool, it cool, is cool. A yeah, he's hidden it behind his belt. It's like literally the width of a belt is the size of it. Why have we tied this guy up, hey? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm worried. I'm kind of worried the stabby brace things are going to enable him to get free. Yeah, so I, I messaged Charlie um, so that he can't hear me, and I'm like, okay, we don't know. Like, the butler's a bit of an idiot, but if he's going to do this, he's going to do this. So you need to run in there and get as close to this girl as soon as you can. Um, if you run into any guards, you tell them what's happening. If you, um, yeah, if you run into Castellan and anything, and you tell them that we're back here with this guy, but you, you need to get to the girl as soon as possible. Basically, as soon as we get to the thing, Charlie's like, pops out and just fucking guns it, like burning, you know, moving 150 feet. You run to the front gate. You immediately see these two uniformed guards stand out and extend a hand like, Stop right there! The other one goes, What's your business? Yeah, and Charlie goes, This is an assassination attempt on Bjorn's daughter. 
open the fucking door. And the minute you say there's an assassination attempt, they're like, you come with me. You guard the gate. And the one who said, like, stop, what's your business, yeah. um, runs with you double times yeah. it, basically. I would basically go, where's the daughter? We need to get the butler. As we're, like, They're moving. having dinner. They're about to start. Shit! And Charlie will, like, run roof, like, yeah. outrun the guy. Like, he yeah. knows where the dining hall is. Yeah. So, Charlie, you quickly leave the rest of the party behind as you run full pelt to the estate that Bjorn has taken over. The soldier that was following you slowly falls behind as he struggles to keep up, but he does shout ahead to let you pass as you run through the front grounds, past yet another checkpoint, up the stairs to the landing at the front door, barge through the entrance, and then in a last burst of speed, make for the dining room where you shared a meal. And as you burst in the door, you see there is a big boar on the table with an orange stuffed in its mouth, and it's sitting there just staring at you judgmentally. Yep. The family. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not judgmental. Got, it's got yeah. a look on its face like you caught it doing something Why inappropriate. You do <laughs> yeah. So at the table, uh, you see Albie, you see Mary, you see Castellan, you see Bjorn, you see... Um, Albie. Albie's the kid. The kid yeah. that, we, oh, that we rescued. Right. That was, I literally was like, yeah. who the fuck is Rescued. <laughs> Bjorn's at the head of the table, completely opposite you, with Mary at his right and Albie to his left. Uh, and you see that the uh, butler has a gravy boat and is pouring gravy on Mary's meal. And Charlie. she's just like, with knife and fork, just going like... Yes. Um, no, just going like... Yeah. And she's chanting like, pig grease, pig grease, pig grease. Yeah, um, Charlie like shoulder checks the door as he comes yeah. in. Bjorn immediately stands up, draws an axe out from behind his back and then throws it at you. <laughs> Please that was a it. three, so it hits, the, it hits the wall next to you. That's fine. Charlie will catch it because I can actually do that. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, go so on. Charlie will catch it, then throw well, just it. Just so you're aware, it was an eight total, but sure. And like, boom, throw it into the ground. Okay. Um, as he's moving, he's moving for his next axe. Yeah. But... Points at the butler and yells, "Don't you hurt her!" And uh, keeps charging. Like, okay. So as that happens. The butler sees you, makes a strangled noise, and then grabs Mary, and then brings the, mo the gravy boat menacingly up to her throat. <laughs> Realises what he's doing, drops it, and then puts both hands around her throat. You fool, you've given your back to the real threat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Beyond shadow <laughs> falls across this man's face as the enraged Jarl stands behind him. You can see the fingers of his two hands meeting the Adam's apple of the butler's neck and interlace gently before beginning to squeeze the life out of this man. Oh Albie is just screaming. <laughs> as soon as Bjorn puts his hand around his neck, Charlie would stop. Yeah. So he would stop charging the scene because yeah. he's like, this is done. This is done. Like, yeah, I know what I was doing. Uh, how far away is the dining hall from where we would be going? Are you from? running at full pelt? No. So we're like going through the gate. So they, they are, but Scan and I going through the gate, um, kind of taking the guy along with us. The second way within 120 feet of, yep. the, of the dining hall, of Charlie. You're basically because, charging up the drive. Yeah. But so to speak. the second way within that, I need you to let me know yeah. um, so that I can ask Charlie something. So the way I see this is that uh, Ryland and Abella are running unencumbered towards Charlie and where he is. And you and Scan are currently frog marching at the uncle who's been tied up uh, to be, I guess, handed over. Yeah. Cool. So I'm mess trying to message Charlie the second way within range. I'm like, Charlie, is she safe? What's Beyond doing? 
watches if the butler's head's been squeezed off its body. So Bjorn's actually moved his top two fingers on either side up and is now inserting them into the guy's eyes. Chuffy. Yeah. Don't want to... Stop this or maybe Can I ask him a question? Yeah, no. Nope. His, his skin's not that. Like, coup d'etat thing. Like, if this guy is... Say, this guy has straight. no hit points and Bjorn is like, I have a... No, 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 sorry. sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, uncle. Oh, uncle. Um, I mean, hmm, that's a good question. I would be willing to... Um, he's not on a lot of health no. anyway. You could, all you I'm, could all foreseeably I'm kill him. With everything he's just said, yeah. that he would be... that. Bjorn would be unstable yeah. if he found out what was happening. Yeah. Technically, killing Uncle right now would be a mercy kill. Oh. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I was originally planning on the butler, but then I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I could totally kill Uncle. And Scan's, Scan is. Scan, Scan would, be Scan up would for not this. have a problem no, with Scan it. Scan's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, don't, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I actually really like this idea, but I will say that the impression that you did get from Whisper That's is more to gently allow someone who is asking for death. So, so for example, right. someone who's old or someone who's ill or oh, someone who's wounded on the battlefield to gently carry them into the next Look, world. Look, I'm willing to try it anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's so worth it to kill him now and not have it be public. Oh, we don't want it. No, we don't want no. to get this guy. No, so, I would absolutely, upon hearing that, even though I got that impression from oh, yeah. Whisper, I'm just like, we need to kill this guy anyway. Would you message this me is, that? What? No, because you don't know anything about what I'm I'm doing. No, 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 just we um, need to kill yeah, this I'd guy. Yeah, I'd message, I'd just be, yeah, so I'd be like, cool, um, Scan, I'm going to kill this guy now. You're holding him back, he's tied down. Yeah. Like, I'm normally not huge on murder, but but this guy. Oh, that's cool. We need to make sure he dies. We, we don't want sure we don't Bjorn want things to go, yeah, big. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, as much we as... Need to, and we so, need to tell Granny to get control of the dudes in the yeah. city that all yeah. of the group so we'll, we'll tell her yeah. his worries and I'm sure knowing what we know now she'd be on top of it um, and I slit his throat his eyes go wide and he gargles out but bastard do we dump his body or do we take it back was, to you're literally in the front yard <laughs> yeah no 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 like oh uh, yeah so people have seen oh us. no 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 we wouldn't have uh, we, we wouldn't we have would, done it there but like in in a corner well if you out. were messaging charlie that's when we, you we, we were in space yeah that's the yeah, thing i had fair. to check um, um <laughs> one of the guys goes oh my god you killed him <laughs> yeah so like, do i feel anything do if i like touch my lantern does anything kind yeah. of connect cool worth a shot scan pats you on the shoulder and says good job well done. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like oh, that. Man, but. this is a new side of you, the Stone Cold Killer. I like this development. <laughs> good, good, good. Let the murder flow through <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, it leads to anger. That's the ultimate murder hobos coming. Yeah, well, I am the DM. I speak for the NPCs. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ryland and Abella, uh, you were ahead of Scan and Nezor, but far behind Charlie. So you've only made it just inside the estate. You can hear raised voices nearby towards the dining room, and you could definitely hear Bjorn shouting something. Uh, it's in a language you don't understand, presumably Illic. Oh, we tell Charlie too. <laughs> we killed him. You just Sorry. get, yeah, you get yeah. that message just floating in your head, like from. We uh, Mary is actually completely nonplussed. Albie is freaking the fuck out. Charlie would walk over to Albie. Yeah. Like, Wally, and just go... Like, put a hand on the boy's shoulder. He flinches, but Mary looks at him and goes, What a baby! <laughs> Sick burn, Mary! <laughs> yes, but that's only because he hasn't been taught. Um, And, like, Charlie will take Albie's eyes yeah. and go... Burn! Like, Jesus <laughs> like, Christ! <laughs> 
That's not what he meant, but go on. <laughs> what the fuck, joke. Charlie? Oh my god! Phrasing. Yeah. Scares like, dude, that's dark even for me. <laughs> and go, if you're not ready to see this, that's fine, but one day you will need to be. Yeah, no, he's like, turns his head away and starts crying into you. Yeah, like, and Charlie will sort of give him a hug. Mary's like, and Bjorn, Bjorn is. Bjorn is, Bjorn is oh, yelling in Illich, um, and then he finally lets the mangled body drop. Because someone just fetches like a napkin and just throws it to him, and he starts cleaning his hands. Castellan goes, I believe we might need a maid in here to clean this mess up. And then Bjorn just screeches, Rain! Charlie would pick up yeah. one of the things and go, mm, Do you trust the wine's not poison? Ah, strong arm speaks the truth. Bring me new wine! So while this is happening, uh, Abella and Ryland, you are at the end of the corridor that leads to the dining room. Angela, yeah. rule me a perception check. Oh, 20. Not natural, but still 20. Okay. Unnatural 20. Yeah. Unnatural 20. Uh, you, as you hear this shout of rain, you see this elvish maid just sort of peel out from an alcove nearby and walk past, and you immediately recognise her. The last time you saw her, she was shaking in terror as you held a butter knife in your hands and were about to take her life. I need to think quick here. Um, no, but she was working for Viola, but also I don't know if she's still working for Viola. Oh, she's probably still working for Viola. Whether like, or not she's there's not a way for her not. Mm. But is she, or is she keeping an eye on things? As in, should I tell her that if we've killed wanted, uncle and... If auntie wanted to stop it, then, like, it, this, this person could easily have killed the butler and didn't. Auntie's probably taking advantage of uncle's plans mm. and letting it happen anyway. Yeah. Like, she's probably got a thing to be like, okay, I can take advantage of this assassination attempt, have them die, but I've got something that will... Yeah. Self-contain it, and so, so then my problems are done. Yeah, I actually think she's more. Yeah, I think she's probably more likely to be on Viola's side, which means I feel like I should run after her and be like, "Hey, we killed this guy. We stopped this. Can you go?" She's about she, to give poison, potentially poisonous wine to Bjorn. That's the point. You that don't we're... want Bjorn. Like Bjorn dying wouldn't result in a reign of terror. I still think Castellan would crack down, and that'll result in exactly what Uncle wanted. I just feel like this is something we should stop. Uh, you could, you don't have to stop her, but just sort of like, hey, sis, one to one, we both work for the same company. What's the plan here? So she's she's yeah, ahead I'm of you, and she's about to walk into this room. She's ready for this. This yeah. is prepared. I feel like this yeah. is not good. Could I like call out to her without anyone else hearing, or you could potentially say something in thieves' can't. or do you just want to say, hey, bitch, <laughs> get away from her, what you up, bitch? What um, I call out to her. Hey, you, I recognise you. I think my father knows your father. They make wine together. She turns, looks at you and says, don't let this happen. What he would, what's the plan here? He's unstable. He has to die. Is Ryland there? Uh, Ryland, you would be... Ryland you, was with... Yeah, you would be yeah. nearby. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I imagine this is sort of a very... Because I don't speak Thieves' Can't. No, so. but you recognise her. They're not speaking Thieves' Can't per se. They're just a sort of code... They're probably speaking Bastion, actually, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, we would be, yeah. I only know Curse Word. Um, <laughs> Damn it, I only know Lizard Bitch and <laughs> fuck. Uh, you see, my conundrum here is... I want... I'm not keen on him, because he's fucking up this town. But also... 
If he dies and I know about it, that's going to damage my relationship with Charlie. Roll another perception check at, with advantage because you're here. That's a nine, so I'm glad that's And that's a five, so it's a nine, um, so that's 13. No. Um, there's something about the wine, but you're not sure what. Bit of an odd smell. Yeah, she looks at you. She's kind of got a pleading look on her face, the same look that you saw when you nearly killed her. And she goes, let me go. You literally have to make a decision now because she's either going to leave or you're going to have to do something to make a not live. You do have those really cool, like, whoosh, and boot blades that we got for <laughs> you. like, hopping along the way trying to tie everything up. <laughs> oh, no, I already put them on. I'm wearing them, like, right now. If you're, if you're like, let's... I think... Can I, can I give you a, a key in from the, the most pragmatic man in the room? Kill you the don't bitch. have to kill her. I'm you can just slap the right. jug Break out the of wine. her hair. Break the wine. Just, uh, and it shatters. And then it's like, now he's not getting poisoned. The trick is, if you don't, uh, if, if you just do that, she'll tell Granny what you did. Exactly. And she'll tell if Granny that you knew I'm what the wine was. I'm still not convinced she's <clears throat> working for Viola. No, I am. I, I think she's, sure she's definitely That's working. She I'm, I'm observing on, this. Can yeah. I, like, inside or perception? Yeah, yeah. What would you like to do? Uh, You're just seeing this really hushed conversation between two elves. Um, uh, not just because much. they're clearly having quite an intense conversation in a language I don't understand. So I'm just... You know when you see people speaking a different language, sometimes you can get a sense of what they're actually talking about by, yeah. like, their body language or yeah. what they're gesturing at... Um, how they're like standing near each other, yeah. kind of. If I'm picking up on. So any I will that. tell you. I will tell you what you're picking up on. But if you want, you can do an insight check after I've told you. So you are getting that Abella is effectively trying to restrain this woman from going to the room. She looks very nervous, and you think you think Abella's caught her doing something she shouldn't be. So would she be trying to like hold the jug away from Abella? Yeah, she's got like a firm grip on like the the handle and the bottom of it. So how close am I to her? Uh, let's say you're about five feet away. Because I could slap it out of her hands. Yeah. You hear from the other room, Bionic gods, the twins in the north and the stormy sea. Where is my new wine? Um, I step forward and I try to knock the wine out of her arms. Okay. Uh, let's do an opposed strength check. Holy fuck, that is not fair. What did you roll? A one. What is, what is your strength bonus? Oh, that's not fair. Unless, I'm like twice her size. Unless she is proficient in making people drop their wine. <laughs> okay. So she rolled a two plus two. So she rolled a four total. The wine jug goes spinning out of her hand and shatters on the ground. I'm so sorry, Bjorn. We've had a bit of an accident. Is that the voice of the Lady Ryland? You bring me new wine. And then the elf looks at... Uh, both you and Abella and goes, you don't know what you've done. And she just turns to leave. I, uh, before she before goes, she I goes. say, I actually don't know what I've done because I don't speak for Shen. I just had a feeling about uh, it. Roll a perception check, uh, Ryland. One, twelve. Twelve? That's enough. Uh, you get a distinct um, uh, like medicinal smell from this. Very strong. It's reminiscent of Viper's Tooth. Oh. Um, and then... I wanted, I was going to I'm not not to like yeah. do anything. I'm just gonna. I just want to tell her something. All right. So I'm like run after her and just say, "We got the uncle. He's still he's gone." She looks at you and goes, "You've spoiled the game." And then she starts to basically just like removing her like maid outfit 
Suddenly this and turned into a different kind Alec. of podcast. <laughs> Not quite like that. She's walking and basically... She's doing that thing that, like, in... I don't Sherlock know, like, Holmes. Alias or Sherlock Holmes, yeah. where they just disrobe, like... They take the cap and the... the yeah, little and, she's, and she basically goes Throws straight... Throws her up. hair and it changes colour. Yeah. She basically just disappears into a servant's hallway. Are you going to pursue her? No, I don't Was that where she came from? Uh, no, she was nearby, but she's disappearing that way. It's Can way I just out. quickly go see if there's any wine where she came from? There's nothing there. It's just housing decorations. Huh. Uh, you scan and Nezor, I assume, dragging the body of the uncle? I'm glazed over her shoulder. Yeah. Um, He's bleeding on you, but whatever. Um, uh, well, <laughs> let's be honest. is just licking, is lapping it up. This is not the first body I've had over this Man, I regret not killing that chick now, because now she's going to go tell Viola. Really, that's why I told you to kill her. Pragmatism, it wins every time, but no one likes it. I, I was opposed to going back to see Auntie in the first place, so I think we should just go so get our flower boat and get the fuck out of here. Scan, but, but I feel like now we actually sort of should. Returning to the now, what's happening right now? So Rylan's, They're walking in with a dead body. Yeah. Rylan's wandered off a bit to where this woman, this elf was. What's up? Scan, yes. scan comes like, this looks fun. What happened? Ah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you later. Bella looking upset over shattered wine. I'm like, wine is always bad when spilled, but what? I, I don't spreck in the lingo, but I'm pretty sure someone was about to get poisoned. Hi, everybody. It's Matthew here, your dungeon master, with another ad break. And today I'd like to talk to you about Corsair's Cove. Corsair's Cove is the brainchild of Josh Walker and Karen Schlink. They've struck out on their own and started their own twitch.tv channel at Corsair's Cove. Don't worry, they're still going to be on There Be Dragons, but if you can't get enough of the antics of Josh Walker and Karen Schlink, I do highly recommend you go over to twitch.tv slash Corsair's Cove and check them out. They're currently running a Humblewood campaign, which is a really nifty third-party setting for Dungeons & Dragons, uh, which has a lot of forest folk. So if you like anthropomorphic fuzzy creatures like hedgehogs and voles and, and sometimes birds like ravens and crows and that sort of stuff, definitely go check out Corsair's Cove. They've got a fantastic growing little community and I cannot recommend them more. They are some of my favourite people in the world and you should go check them out. So hopefully they'll become some of your favorite people in the world too. And it wouldn't be any ad break if we didn't also throw a massive shout out to Nerds of the West. That's right, Nerds of the West are a board game enthusiast community both on Twitch.tv and YouTube. You can find them by looking up Nerds of the West in any of the search bars. The fantastic team at Nerds HQ have had us on several times to play several different board games, generally speaking, all fantasy or D&D themed. They do regular weekly streams with board games and they're just a cool group of people to hang out with. So if you like board games, you should go check out Nerds of the West. Now, let's do some housekeeping before we get back into the final episode of the Ratu arc for There Be Dragons. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support us, you can. You can go to patreon.com slash therebedragons and give us a pledge to support the podcast. We have a $3 tier, which is basically just a way of saying, hey, I like your content and I like the way that you do things. And if you want to throw in a few extra bucks, you can support us at the $5 tier, which gives you access to an ad-free version of these episodes three days before they become publicly available. And if you really like our content, you can support us at the $10 tier level and get access to some of our additional content, which includes things like the Westfall Origins Lorecast. It is a deep dive into the family history of House Westfall through the 
murky beginnings of the Urhart kingdom right through to the current day. We're currently about 200 years into the family history. We've had several wars and we've had a whole pile of other intrigue and other family shenanigans. And I can just tell you right now, it's only going to get more shenanigan. Shenanigan? Yeah, shenanigan. But hey, we know that things kind of suck on the planet right now. So if you're not able to support us financially, but you really do want to support the podcast, the easiest thing to do is recommend us to your friends and family. If you enjoy our podcast that much that you're willing to stake your reputation on a show recommendation to your circle of friends, that's freaking awesome. And we are really thankful for everyone who's done that. Our audience has pretty much grown through word of mouth. It's always humbling to think that there are people out there that love our show enough to go and tell their friends about it so that they'll go and listen to it so that they can talk about it. That just blows our minds as people who are basically just telling a story between friends. It's so freaking cool. Thank you so much, guys. And if you want to go above and beyond leaving a star rating and a review on places like iTunes or Spotify or wherever you find our podcast, that also helps push us up the algorithm, gets us in front of people who are looking for a new Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and it means the world to us. Well... With all that out the way, we should probably get back to the culmination of this episode and finishing off the Ratu arc. So, until next time, thanks for listening. If someone does not bring me the wine immediately, I will go and find the wine. What's, what is Charlie uh, doing in this whole interaction? You heard the shatter of a, of a pitcher. Uh, Charlie's dealing with Albie. Like, Charlie would be sitting there and talking to Albie yeah. and basically explaining to him, like, actually, no, Charlie would be asking Albie. How's it going? What's your favourite colour? No, about where he grew up. Okay. Uh, he goes, I grew up in a ring. It's where my, my parents lived. What did your parents do? Mum was Milner. Dad. Ground flour? So your dad was a miller and your mother was a milliner. <laughs> the fundamental difference being one makes hats. Yep. <laughs> Honest work. And so what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, a pirate? Yes. Well, oh my God, he's with the perfect surrogate father. It's like, well, <laughs> you do know that... Or the big yelling man over there is one of the best pirates there is, right? He goes a bit wide-eyed and goes, he's not a monster? Of course not. No, he's... he he sailed here from the north where the pirates live. Uh, I think there's sort of a new sheen in his eyes yeah. as he looks over at Bjorn and is very wide-eyed about yeah. it. Still crying, but like... Yeah. It's like, <gasps> this man, if you want to be a pirate... Mum said it was... Bad, and I should be a sailor if I wanted to go in the ocean, though. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> She's got a point. Dad wanted me to do scribing. They're all noble pursuits, but what, what somebody else wants for you isn't always their place, is it? You want to be a pirate? Want to be the best pirate that, that there's ever been? Yeah, you hear Mary go, he's too much of a wuss to be a pirate. Says the little girl who wants to be a princess. She goes bright red. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sick bird. Yeah. yeah.
Um, what's I, I, I brought the wine, by the yeah. way. I'm glad. Sam comes in with a dead body. Yeah, we're walking with the body. The Rylan turns up with wine. Yeah. What's this he, about pirates? <laughs> he Who's takes, talking about me without my being here? <laughs> he takes the wine and just starts downing it. Uh, oh, rough night, hey. And Castellan just stands up and goes, so does someone want to explain what is happening here? My y'all, you know how I love to bring think, you good presents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Beyond's like one finger up and is still drinking. <laughs> Charlie would interrupt and go, might Castellan and the others maybe go to the room there? There isn't shouting. Are you attempting to excuse me from your presence? Are you aware of the situation? You've burst in, caused my commanding officer to murder the butler. Stand up and walk over to Castellan and like whisper, I'm trying to excuse everyone from his presence. Uh, he looks at you and there's a little bit of a, huh, okay, from from him at you mm-hmm. and goes, <laughs> however, I think in light of the fact that there is several dead bodies in this room, perhaps we should, for the sake of the children, adjourn to a sitting lounge. That's a brilliant idea. Um, so, yeah. So, and, like, he would pat LB on the back and go, remember what I said? You can learn a lot from this man. Um, Skin says, uh, says, um... I love the look of that wine. Do you mind if I... <laughs> might I join you, my la- my y'all? I have a fine tale to tell. Mion's still drinking, but he nods in assent. He I then passes, like, the remaining eighth of the bottle to you. Um, <laughs> Skern pounds it in without... Yeah. And and then... But Skern goes, oh, no, no, no. Uh, takes his... Uh, takes one of the uh, his harpoons and opens another bottle with the... Just by running the tip up it. At least you can hit something. Are you trying to do this performatively? I guess. Roll me a performance. I feel like it's something he's done a lot. Sure, you can do it with advantage. It's fine. Yeah, it's a skill set that once you can do Unless it... Unless you roll like a one d- twice, Excellent. that's not going to explode. An eight and a nine plus performance. Yeah. So 12. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm just curious. Um, you see the, the Jarl is somewhat impressed with your party trick. Um, doing it rarely yeah. takes the cork out. It normally just breaks the neck of the bottle, yeah, so he's drinking it. through a broken... Oh, neck. there's glass shards in this. Um, num, num, num. <laughs> My this tar- it's good for your constitution. <laughs> yeah. um, um, Frosh is eyeing up the pig. I throw the body to the floor and I say, I might, I, <clears throat> there was an intimation of poison, so possibly don't eat dinner. Bjorn looks confused for a second and then says, Poison is the weapon of a woman. Who is this woman that wants their yard dead? Um, the guy who strangled, I think. Uh, to that, Bjorn blinks and then points to the corpse at his feet. Oh, this man? I destroyed him because he laid hands upon my precious daughter. <laughs> Whoever wants to leave can leave. We, we plan to leave, but Charlie would leave, like, give you the look of, like, don't, don't tell, tell him. him. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, like, we're no, trying no, to I'm stop him from talking. rampaging. Yeah. Um, um, like, yeah. He'll tell, he'll, Castellan will take the rest of you to his, um, yeah. his office. Uh, Bjorn is just sitting there and kind of, like, picking at the food, but not eating anything, just sort of like... You almost think he's possibly, like, just checking to see if it's poisoned, but... My thinking was possibly just the gravy, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, why why, why not? When when, when the children are concerned, why not err on the side of caution? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Scam would actually get up and find, A, more wine, because this is going very quickly, and B, yeah. uh, someone to bring possibly different dinner. 
Um, <laughs> Proshes in your ear going big bacon, yes, big, yes, bacon. Yes, big yes, bacon, big bacon, yes, big, yes. big, big bacon. I know, I know it's big bacon. Huge, massive, throbbing bacon. Yeah. <laughs> massive, throbbing bacon. And big that's orange, the title of this episode. Yeah. Massive, <laughs> massive throbbing bacon. Throbbing bacon. <laughs> that's yeah. the title of Proshes' uh, autobiography. <laughs> Mass- my life. Massive, Ma- throbbing, my life. Ba- massive throbbing bacon by Prosh. Big, enormous, <laughs> throbbing bacon. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, okay, so. Uh, what do you wish to say to your yarl? Uh, this, this turncoat, this filth, um, tried to organize for the butler to do something, um, unwise. Uh, so we, once we got the information out of him, we kill him, and Charlie comes here to kill the butler. Um, so this one, he meant your family ill. Um, I figured you wanted the body. Yes, I will have the body set upon by wild dogs. Then the remains will be placed upon the flesh hooks in the town square. The gizzards will be hung upon the eaves of the nearest building as a warning to any who would dare poison their yarl. That was my thinking. It's the opposite of uh, what we Yeah, wanted. we don't want that. We literally wanted the opposite of a public show. Um... <clears throat> Uh, with what Scan knows of Illic culture, can he, um, like, this is, I suppose the point is, what can I say, like, is I'm wanting to not get that to happen. Okay. What could he say to him, like, knowing Illic culture, that would make him not do that? Like, the butler. Yeah. Or uncle. Because... Oh, he's he's very much talking about the man that you're saying that like, this guy tried to kill your family. That's who he's talking about, splaying like his innards around the table. So uncle, yeah. Um, he's like, no, no, I do not believe. Uh, so like, I was like, no, it's not he. He, sorry, you misunderstand. Oh, sorry, I am I am misrepresenting the uh, the situation. Um, he, this one knew of it, and was simply letting it happen. The butler was the one who wanted to do it. Um, is that would that fly? Yeah, um, if you gave it a check, for sure. Because um, I do feel like that that's kind of being sold. Spur that's of the, the idea. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good. It's a good sell. I'm not. I in fact, I will even give you advantage on that. It is a good sell. Roll me a an opposed. Uh, give me Roll a persuasion check. It? <laughs> yeah. Say the, say the line and, and whatever you want to do. Um, ah, good. <laughs> a two and Damn. a seventeen. <laughs> um. What's your plus like, no, no, I do apologize, my y'all. Um, I, I, Before I, you say anything further, plus what? Uh, persuasion? Yeah. So 20, not natural. Oh, you're so lucky. Yep. Okay. He got a 19. 17 is pretty fucking high. It's not luck. Yeah. That's just... <laughs> but it was opposed. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so no, no, my, I apologize, my y'all. I, I misrepresent. Uh, I, um, I have uh, misspoken. misspoken. Um, this one... He knew of it. He didn't. He failed to sort of alert somebody at an appropriate time. That is why I took his life. Hmm. Um, it was not his idea. He simply failed to alert anybody else. The butler was. It was. He was instigating this. He was um, thieving of your uh, of the house's silverware. And his your daughter, I believe, found out, and he was worried that she would rattle on him, tattle on him. So it was. That is his seeking to kill her. Uh, Beyond turns to face you and locks eyes, scan, and says, I see. You have brought honor to my hall, scan Thufferson.
That is true. Your accent, you are of Lanedlos, are you not? Regrettably. Mm, I thought so. And not for many years. You have reclaimed some of your honor for them. As for this dishonorable dog and his fellows, I will hunt them down and gut them in the streets. More than they deserve. You have done well bringing this to your yarl. More vines for the yarl. And yeah, I, I think a functionary eventually shows up with more wine. I'd like a little drinks trolley, maybe. I don't know. More wine? A little cocktail shaker on it. Yeah. It's, cup it's of tea? Like, yeah. No, no thanks. Oh, go on. As to sell him. Come on, trolley, love. So, Scan, you stay behind to mollify the Jarl's mood. Meanwhile, Ryland, Abella, Nezor, and Charlie. Uh, Castellan escorts you to the other wing of the house, presumably taking you to his study. Yeah, he walks sort of adjacent to Ryland and blushes a little. Does the reaching finger. Castellan? Oh. Uh, he sort of stops and goes, My lady? Hello. <coughs> <laughs> Finally dropping. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a mental image I didn't need. <laughs> a bigger um, than yours. I mean, <laughs> he them in the purse, so. Um, I think they are mine. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, sorry. And I just, Don't you know, I play, I play so cool like the ice dragon I am, and I'm just like, my lord. Uh, he kind of responds coolly to that. He says... My lady, I am no lord. Can I offer you some light refreshments? Busy day. And he actually goes over and fetches uh, a little teapot from uh, like a field satchel that's Ooh. nearby uh, and then turns and goes, I don't have any uh, tea from home, but I don't suppose I have interest. Charlie into his, his back. He goes, oh, I do. Like, throws him. Uh, it's basically in his cup. Like one of the, <laughs> one of the little... Because that's one yeah. of... Charlie sings, it's like George always had more tea than Charlie could ever possibly need. Um, so he There is going it. to be a finite amount of that, but of yes, course. you can. But yeah, like Charlie will hunt, find Ch some more to Ch buy, Ch but he would chuck him enough for a pot. Uh, yeah, he sets the tea to brew. He then turns, sits at his desk and goes, I assume this had something to do with your little escapade to the windmill. And what gave it yeah. away? <laughs> I note that you didn't destroy that windmill. This is a good thing. Welcome. Welcome. That's not entirely cleared, but after what we've done tonight, it wouldn't surprise me if things changed a little bit there. Yes, well, tonight's escapade has underscored the need for a much firmer hand with this city. Ooh, yeah, so if we go into the mill, there's a stone... Big, it's a bit obvious. Push it, that opens the seat. So it's a big base underneath. Uh, Castellan steeples his fingers and then leans forward and says, It would seem these insurrectionists are far more organised than I initially thought. Thank you for this information. I will now dispatch several platoons to mop up the rest. We have removed the, the malignant tumour from the city the corpse that we brought in. So you've killed the ringleader and now the conspiracy is over? Is that what you're telling me? We've killed one of them. There are more? Yes, but they Almost. are fueled by revolution. And if you crack down or you make a show of power, 
they will respond in kind. This is, this could turn into the event they need. The more power you demonstrate to try and crush them, the more power they will find. They're, they're bashing There was the, the, we the will not words. be ruled. That's, yeah, there, there, there was talk of warring factions within them and one of whom wanted to maintain a status quo, but they were not a fan of the person who is now dead because of how much they wanted to fight with you. So from this position, Lint, over the uh, table, he looks at you, Nezor, and fixes you with a gaze for a few seconds before saying, Master Bard, it matters not what you think is happening. What matters is that I remove any opposition to His Majesty's rule here. You will immediately tell me of every other person involved with this clandestine organization. You will tell me who they are, where they are, who their associates are, and most importantly, how they were able to get inside this estate. As I've been trying to make you understand here, this is a person who doesn't just exist in the underworld. If you make any movement of force against them, you will lose. You have to understand that. We've removed someone who was an active threat. Hopefully the, the seas will calm. If you make a move, you're just going to rile them up again. I will allow you to make a persuasion oh, check. Oh, good. I have zero charisma, so that's Oof. an eight. So an eight's not enough to change his mind, uh, but it's a very well-thought-out argument. So Castellan leans back in his seat and takes a deep breath before saying, You must forgive me. I have let my emotions run away with me. And I have forgotten what is owed in this situation. You have my thanks for saving the life of my ward, young Mary. I can't think of anything worse to have happened this evening than her untimely death. And certainly you have saved many lives as a result. My understanding is you wish to leave Ratu tonight. I will provide you with a carriage back to your barge and make arrangements for your belongings to be taken from storage and be ready for you when you arrive. As to the other matter... I suppose you're not the only people that know who the main players in town are. But you make a good point. I will proceed with care. We may have a, a stop um, just our, our lodgings to finalise some things along the way. We weren't sure. Just tell the driver whatever you need. Appreciate it. I do wish to have another conversation with you regarding something else, but that's a bit more of a private matter. Charlie's probably gonna give him Viola. Just saying, once everyone's gone. What's going on with Scan and Bjorn? Uh Scan, um, I just rolled uh, two two dice uh, two two con saves um to determine how drunk I was getting. I got a thirteen and a twenty-five. So I'm holding it fairly well. It's cheap bashano wine. It's I got a nat twenty on one of them. Yeah, um, it's not affecting you. So I like I'm a bit drunk, but I'm 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 holding up pretty well with him. I think. Yep. Um, and we're we're into we're into the old war stories. We're talking about pirating, and I think Albie and Mary are like, "Fuck yeah, tell us more. 
weird, insane pirate dad and uncle. Um, <laughs> so, so you've retired to the sitting room then? Oh, wherever we are. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for whatever Bjorn wants. And if you and when these guys come along down, yeah. like Scan, we're going, I'm like, I'll meet you at the barge in Sanar. <laughs> um, so he's actually in the process. He's taken a painting off the wall and broken it. Like ripped it apart and has thrown it into a fireplace and is now setting it alight. Nezla doesn't like that. <laughs> Nezla's not in the room. Yeah. Nezla's not there. Um, it's the one with the two halflings, like, killing someone. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> it, it makes me like halflings a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Skern just gets crushed to fly down and light the fire. And say he's looking for a match or whatever, and Crush just goes... Yeah. Um, Bjorn looks and goes, uh, looks up to and goes, And where can I find one of these creatures? The, uh, the crags, uh, south of Lanadlos are home to a, a small colony of similar. He's unusual colouring, but, um, many, many are like him. He turns to one of the left hands and goes, You will get me one of these creatures. A horse will be provided. Go, now! You must get an egg! I shout to the underling, who will no doubt find one of these in months. You must climb the crag, fight the mother, and get one of the eggs. The egg must then be hatched in your presence. You must bond with it. I hear rumor that these beasties must be hatched by fire. Is this true? No, no. Um, it, it'll hatch naturally. It just needs to be kept warm, like a chicken egg. He leans down, picks up Frosh, and does so like, like if you held a cat underneath its arms and its head, and it sort of just sits there. He, he goes probably do doesn't like that. But, no. <laughs> but Mrs. Um, Kane goes, uh, My girl, he is quite fragile. Um, for all that he is brave, he is a little he is a little fragile, and he is very fond of bacon. If you perhaps d- use use the use the carrot, not the, the stick, I suppose. <laughs> he places Frosh on the mantelpiece to admire him. Yeah, they like mounts, place to sit and observe. They like high places. I once owned an entire litter of wood pup. Oh, really? I enjoy rearing such creatures. They were magnificent in the battle, slaughtering many men until they were brought low by axes. They slew many men. I'm sure they did. Useful things. These ones, they have a little bit more of a, a bond. You, um... I, 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 for example, um, and I look at Rosh, who is now on the mantelpiece, and I, and I gesture, I, I say, I whisper in Bjorn's ear, I will now instruct him to fly to the um, wall, pick up one of the pictures, and then throw it in the fireplace. And I whisper it, and then I do so to Rosh, and he does so. The uh, instruction is mental, in the head. He narrows his eyes when you say mental. He goes, do you speak of... Witchcraft. So the way... Nine, nine, it is the way the dragons communicate with each other. Um, and raising him as a, as a youth, uh, I was very young. Um, he, I, we raised together and I sort of learned how to communicate with him. You would get the same with yours when, you, when, you're, when your underling returns. What color do they come in? Uh, I, would, I would recommend the, the greens, the reds, the blues. Um, aim for sort of a bronzy, a silver. It's the, the, the color of steel. Yes, I like this. You there. And he points to a nearby guard. You will get me one of bronze and steel each. Go now. A horse will be provided to you. 
a good combination. <laughs> and, and the guy... I'm just imagining Bjorn in like a dragon oh, shop. Like, fuck. what other colours does it come in? <laughs> I don't like this one. What I other colours does it come in? Yeah. He's already sent does one to get black? one. Yeah. <laughs> he's already sent one to get one, and now he's sent another guy to get two others. So he's going to get three dragons. <laughs> All right. He may get yeah. a bronze one. Probably not. <laughs> no, well, we'll see. I don't even like... Because the, the, the ones around Landalos aren't normally bronze. Bronze is the unusual colour for them. Uh, the ones up there are normally red. As if to change the subject, Skern, uh, Bjorn turns to you and says... Did you know, Skern, that the first thing you do when you raise Wolfpup is you assert your dominance over them? And then follows a conversation with Bjorn about how to raise wolf pups. And the kids are like... <gasps> yeah, for sure. Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Castellan closes the door behind Ryland, Abella and Nezel and looks yeah. at you and goes... So, Mr. Roughhouse, it has been a long night. What can I do for you? Right. And Charlie will walk over to the table. And uh, at breakfast, the day prior, or this morning, Charlie was writing a bunch of missives and stuff, and he just puts it on Castellan's table. Uh, He looks at it and goes, And this is a letter to me? This is a letter to you. This is a letter to my family, in case something happens to me. This is also a lot of information. All the information that I've been able to gather. At that, Castellan leans forward and says, I see. It seems that the, uh, the major hub for all this crime is, uh, the Nine Widows Inn. She's the head of the snake. She's also, like, corpse's mother. But she is amenable to the peace. She, as far as she let on, wanted us to get rid of her son because... When you say that, she, he actually leans back yeah. and, go, and sort of goes, oh, wow, with his eyes. Because her son wanted to come in here, kill Mary, to set her father off, to start burning down the city... When you say that, he's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. To start the revolution. She didn't want that to happen. So she can be reasoned with. No, she cannot. They do not like anyone who is not an elf. They certainly do not like Erhart. She will not reason with you. She will trick you and then stab you in the back. She, it well, yeah, she is best to be ignored. If she's stupid enough to put her head up, then her head comes off, I guess. But don't go turning over logs looking for snakes. That's how you get bit. Fair point. He sits there for a moment, mulls over what you said, and then goes, Ordinarily, I would say, that my job is to turn over the logs, find the snakes, and cut their heads off. But I will monitor the situation until I've decided what I want to do with her. Besides, if I know she's the hub, that means I'll be able to follow the people that have dealings with her. Exactly. And you can watch without her knowing she's been observed. He sort of thinks about it and goes, Thank you, Mr. Roughhouse. Now, I am going to have to deal with a very agitated young man and an excitable young woman. <laughs> I had to talk to him. The boy is weak, but steel is only useful once it's tempered. He wishes to be a pirate, and he was unaware 
of uh, the Jarl's history. He's aware of that now, so hopefully he might be a bit more receptive to the teachings of the Jarl. Yes, well, we shall see. As I said, thank you, Mr. Ruffhouse. Don't let me detain you. And then he gestures to the door. Charlie would be up and out. Is uh, there several letters? So like, you wrote a letter for mum and dad, and I was like, would you mind posting that? And like, I basically wrote letters where, like, Castellan's letter would say, hey, if I get murdered by assassins. Mm. Essentially, it's like, if you fucking kill me, bitch, <laughs> you know, I'm going to shine a lot of light in your direction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you going to stick behind? Um, Scan for a bit. Or are you uh, going to go with the rest? Of them? Scan was Scan didn't leave any possessions at the house. I don't think. So, don't believe so. Uh, and he has no particular interest in interacting with Ryland. Uh, with Ryland, no, yeah, he likes fuck Ryland. Um, Chuck her in the river with with, uh-huh. with, with Granny again. So, um, uh, like, if it's the choice between having an awkward conversation with Granny and drinking with Bjorn, the only other <laughs> uh, only other illic man he's met in the last, like, decade. He's like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> Charlie would very much also not like to not see the old lady because Charlie's <laughs> impulse to not attack people yeah. is very low. I, I just like to repeat that Rylan's been against going back to see uh, Auntie since the beginning. But also, Charlie would not let... A Bella go, into the go nest of snakes on to her own. see the auntie by herself, not in a million mm. years. Mm. Charlie would be there to protect a Bella. Like, that would be the problem. If a Bella's yeah. adamant on going to see her, then we're like, well... If a Bella goes, Charlie will go with her. I was going to see her <clears throat> before... <laughs> Before Ryland fucked you, is what you... <laughs> no, before... That wasn't Ryland. So, Scan doesn't know... That there was a, a granny operative in the building. No, nope. he doesn't. I haven't told anyone, and, and I don't know if Ryland's had a chance. This is just Josh puzzling out what Scan would do because. You would know. You would recognize her. She's the one we saved who fell off the roof. The reason I'm saying that Ryland wouldn't have met her was because she had all of like five seconds interaction with her, whereas Abella nearly murdered her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Ryland yeah, was off across the roofs to get the other dude. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, no, good point. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what Scan knows to determine what Scan would do because Scan, there is a very, like, Scan would, like, from what I know, from what Josh knows, Scan would totally um, go back and say, so you now have the city, but you need just a word of caution. But then at the same time, she doesn't need word of caution and what Scan says ain't going to do shit, so Scan's going to drink. Yeah, Charlie. Uh, I'm glad we came to this decision. Yeah. Charlie, I, that was just Josh thinking out loud. Thank you. Yeah, good. I'm gonna get drunk and pretend there's no problems left. Great. I'd I'd say we go and see her because at yeah, the very I'm least, towards this. At the very least, we killed Uncle. Also, you don't actually have to go be ushered into a private room and have a private conversation with her. We can come with you, and in the front room, go. Thank you so much. We're actually in a hurry. We've really got to go, but we, we, you know, thank you for your hospitality. Smell you later. You really think <laughs> Granny is going to say, "Yeah, sure, fine, okay, off Just you go." I'm not gonna, What's not she going to do? Start a fight? Oh no, she might. She probably well, won't. Maybe. From what I know of Granny, definitely not. But she is yeah. going to go. Oh, but I would like to have a quick conversation with Abella if you don't. Sure, know. and I would go. I'm so sorry, but Was that pretty we good. Really have to go. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. You can still say sorry. I've really got to go. <clears throat> like you can say no to people. And I think she can but say I sorry. I really want to have 
this conversation. And I didn't say, sorry, but there's a mighty big... Everyone's being very polite, but I really want to have this conversation. And Charlie goes, oh, look how large Your that pillow is. You're so sassy. Yeah, look how big that pillow is. It's almost the size of your head. So, okay, so oh, rather than talk about is... it, let's make some decisions, people. The problem happening? with that is um, me refusing to see her is almost the same as me refusing to just yeah. go there in the first place. So sure. it's not a bad idea, but like... And so then what ends up happening is we potentially risk you getting killed. I don't think she's going to... Uh, I don't get that. groom you to be the yeah. next granny? Anyone who wants to come with, just come yeah. because you have things to get. If you don't, don't worry about it. Well, okay, here's the other thing. Carriage is the thing that's taking us to the barge anyway. So, yeah, you, you. How's Scan going to get there if he's not coming with If Scan's him? staying behind to mollify Bjorn about what just happened, I'm sure Castellan will be fine arranging another carriage to get him to the dock, like in an hour, so that you guys have time to tie off whatever you've got to do uh, before you leave. Charlie's like, <laughs> looks at Abella and goes, do, I don't have anything there, but do you need me there? I'll just be a shout away. In the room, no, but our shout away would be good. Then I'll, I'll come with. I'll Thank follow. Do, do you want me to be there as well? Can't it be. might be helpful. All right, then I'm there. Yeah, keep Bjorn occupied. <laughs> and, <laughs> and myself. You're so good at that. <laughs> and my axe. Would not be my sword. The fifth is not good for me. <laughs> so with Scan staying behind to entertain the Jarl for a while along with his two children, the rest of the party take a carriage back across the floating markets through the city and to the south markets where they pull up in front of the Nine Widows Inn. And to no one's surprise, you see standing outside as the carriage pulls in the proprietor's viola. No TPK! <laughs> viola actually sees you and just sitting there um, on like a little bench that's sort of provided nearby. Is it evening? Yeah, it's she's like a getting night. Does she have a shawl or something? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. No, she's rubbed she's up. I thought her with a shawl. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's solve just, a lot of my problems. She's just sitting there. Yeah, it would create a whole bunch more. Wait. Yeah. Oh, maybe. She looks up and smiles at you all and goes, Oh, are you checking back in? Uh, into the hotel? No. We thought we'd just say a quick goodbye before we leave. Well, I believe there's still some food left on the buffet. I'm stuffed. I, as much as I loved your cooking... I'm, I've already Thank you, dear. Exceptional. Yes, we did just uh, have supper somewhere else, unfortunately. Yes. If I'd known Raging that... pig. <laughs> Massive throbbing bacon. Massive bacon. <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't mind having a quick word with Abella. There it is. As I have noticed that she's engaged a dashing young man, <laughs> and, I wanted to give, <laughs> and I wanted to give her perhaps some... Pointers and she smiles, and it's a little revolting. Like, uh, cut me enough a lemon and whoop it up there. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sing so much. Charlie sings so good. Charlie would like take Viola's hand and be like, oh no, no, he ruined breakfast. <laughs> she, she, she pats your hand and goes, even rough gems need to be polished. All right, 
Yes. <laughs> like, Charlie agrees. And with that, Viola says, Well, my dear, you wouldn't mind having one last cup of tea before you leave? Surely. Of course. And with that, Viola takes your arm and escorts you gently to her private sitting lounge. You're given a seat, and then she hands you a cup of tea and says, So, my dear, what do you have to tell me about tonight's events? He's been taken care of. Good. Let's talk about the little incident with the wine. The issue we had was your son had a plot. In order to foil it, we had to act fast, and that meant getting all of my friends involved. That unfortunately created a situation where... She raises her hand and just shushes you a little bit with a gesture. She goes... Shushed. She goes... I understand. Truth be told, I didn't think you were actually going to be capable of killing my son. That's why I had my little insurance policy on standby. To deal with the problem before it got out of hand. Uh, well, if, it would if have... Bjorn goes off his nut, he's, he's dead. He can't go off his nut. Yeah, yeah, so so if... she expected us to fail, them to kill the son, the, the daughter, daughter, and then him to be poisoned. As a sort of catch it before it happens. Welcome, I killed him. Truth be told, it probably would be better if he had drunk the wine. But he's kept on a short leash by his number two. So you've done well, my dear. And she puts a little wrinkled hand on your shoulder and pats you. Thank you. I'm glad we exceeded your expectations. My dear, I think you've earned this. Oh no. She brings up her hand with all the wedding rings on it. (laughs) She could ask me to marry her. You're my wife now. Nice, guys. She pulls one of the the first ring off of the row of nine and then takes your hand and places it in there. You're now under my protection. Thank you. That means more to me than I can say. Oh, I'm sure we'll see each other again. I'm counting on it. You're surprisingly resourceful. If you should ever encounter anyone who wants to do something untoward and they happen to be part of our little family arrangement, simply show them this ring. If they have any sense, they'll stop. If not, kill them. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. She pinches your cheek and she goes... Good luck with your young man. As you finish your tea and get up to leave, uh, she actually grabs a small care package off of the counter in her kitchenette. It's like a little uh, care package of like biscuits and yeah, yeah and, <laughs> oh my God. and tea. Nice. She is, <laughs> and she hands it to you. And she goes, "Just something for the boat ride." Oh, thank you. She looks down at your hand as she places the package in it, Abella. And then she sort of frowns a little bit and goes, That ring, my dear, you should wear that to prevent any confusion. I will, and I put it on. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you come out of the door, like the door closes behind you, and I'm I'm imagining they're all like... (laughs) 
at no, the door. Absolutely uh, we wouldn't try that yeah. shit with Also, D&D probably... 102, don't oh, put shit on until you've identified it. Because it's too probably... late. Well, I put it on. Well, didn't she take it straight off her finger? Yeah, she took it off her hand. No. You are not getting anything magical from this ring. It's literally just a yeah. ring. I'll probably just, ask like, Nessor and stuff. Yeah. I'll yeah. ask like, Nessor and stuff to run some checks on it. In a minute, but yeah, yeah I'll send it to my lab guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> down to the lab. Right. Okay, so I step out, probably looking quite nervous. You've got a wedding ring on, and, and you're holding a package. With Abella's obligation to Viola complete, she gets back into the carriage with Ryland, Charlie, and Nessor. The detour taken to the South Markets and the Nine Widows Inn turns out to be just enough time for Scan to finish regaling the Jarl with tales of the North and adventure, leaving two wide-eyed children full of wonder at his exploits as a pirate of the Osairs. They meet in quick succession at the barge outside the old warehouse with a large four printed on the side. It would seem that in the time intervening, another of Castellan's functionaries arrived, the wizard with the injured hand, Lariat who supplies the party with their stored equipment, taking back the tokens he issued only days before. Throughout, Quillain keeps his distance, perhaps not having been entirely truthful about the expiry of his contract. Under the light of the twin moons, Eris and Skanefaxi, the barge, its crew and cargo, along with Abella, Charlie, Ryland, Nezor, Scan, Prosh, and yes, Abella's new boyfriend, Kulain, are given passage beyond the heavy chains blocking their exit from the city. Having saved two children, vanquished a crime lord, and purchased a chest of more than dubious magical items, they sit, perhaps reflectively, among the sleeping cattle and bags of flour they purchased hoping to make a tidy profit. The night is quiet, and the journey to Key has begun. The sounds of river life lift in the air, and the city of Ratu recedes into the distance, its firelight slowly becoming a pinpoint on the horizon. Then, through the night air, a small voice pipes up. Would anyone like a biscuit? Thank you for listening to this episode of There Be Dragons. I am your Dungeon Master Matthew, and Abella de Rosier was played by Angela Lita Kay. Charlie Roughhouse was played by Tristan Doust. Nezor Valgoulis is played by Tom Moore, who also acts as our sound recorders. Ryland Westfall is played by Karen Schlick, and Scan Felsbar is played by Joshua Walker. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com slash therebedragons for additional material and content. You can also check out our website at therebedragonscast.com. There Be Dragons is produced and edited by Matthew Buss. 
There Be Dragon's original score is composed by Sean Tanian. You can find more of his work at seantanianmusic.com. There Be Dragon's art is produced by Brianna Manning. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>